What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle cop! Hey, B. Hey! First late night pod in a while, John. Post NFL game. It is. Did you ever during the uh, pandemic watch Big Cat play video games? I I, di- I watched like once or twice. I watched more of uh, of uh, Portnoy cutting up boxes uh, yeah. than I did Big Cat playing video games. But I did watch some Big Cat playing video games. I I, I didn't land last long on Portnoy cutting boxes. I, I lasted five minutes one time. Like this is not for me. I, I actually lasted probably. 10 minutes one time but i did watch big cat play video games several times he was clearly playing at night has a young kid so when he'd score he'd be like yeah yeah <laughs> you know he'd be in his little kid boy that's just what i feel right now like i'm in my i got my my unborn children sleeping in the other rooms i mean it's only 8 30 but to me it feels late well it's because it's been dark for two days but <laughs> that's true we got well, dark or orange both yeah orange yeah. and dark we got but we got a ray of sunshine on thursday night john we got football. Ah, Before we God. get to it, we got so much to talk about. The Thursday night game, the Sunday games. Before we do that, let's tell you this podcast is brought to you by Ease.com. Promo code HAM for 20 bucks off an order of $50 or more. Or Ease10, if you're a returning user, John, we got a deal for you too if you use the promo code Ease10. Guy, I've been I've been eyeing my edibles for a couple hours. I knew I had work to do, so I couldn't risk it. Uh, but I have them in my hands right now. The moment I hit pause and I we we finish this tonight, boop in my mouth. Ease.com promo code ham for first time users. Promo code ham ten for returning users. Ten percent off edibles, pre rolls, vapes, topicals, you name it. Just go to eaze.com, browse the website, check it out. And you'll find something that you'll like, and then they'll deliver it to your house. And if you're a first-time user, over $50, you'll get $20 off. If you're a returning user, just do HAM10, and you'll get 10% off. Say, uh, hey, Raymond Middlecoff sent you. We appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. You're welcome. We love you. Yeah, absolutely. Up and down the state, like John said, throughout the country. Just got to be 21 and over. You get verified online in minutes, and you are off and rolling, just like this podcast is. Okay. We were rewarded on opening night with... 
Andy Reid looking like a steel worker. I mean, I, I, how do they not have an intern to squeegee his face mask? <laughs> I don't know. Ooh. Maybe he could. Maybe he could see better than it looked. Right. I mean, I, I think he probably rubs it down. Probably a heavy breather. I give him a little credit though. Big guys. It's probably a little muggy out there in Kansas City. You could tell by the end of the game, right? It gets that little humid rain. You put a mask over a guy that big, you know, it might close some pipes and get you in a bad spot. He was. Could he set a trend? Will you be shocked if you don't see other coaches wearing that? Because if I was a play caller head coach, it I'd either wear the I have the mission mask on right now that's easy to kind of move. Or what? If Andy can do that, I'd be wearing that. Thing. Yeah, I mean, Wouldn't remember you? McVay wore it on the first night of Hard Knocks. To me, the thing about that thing is that the microphone goes underneath it, right? The thing that Andy yeah. had, and so, so I got to communicate with your quarterback. You're a lot clearer to the quarterback just from watching sporting events, tennis, NBA, whatever, where they're doing interviews while they're wearing a mask. It's just a little bit. It's just a little muted, right? And you got a quarterback. Lebron, LeBron's been Lebron's been used to doing that's this true. Forever. Lebron has been doing that forever. <laughs> Uh, you got a quarterback with, as uh, Kyle Shanahan said, with 70 or 75 decibels in the stadium. They're not going to tell you ahead of time, so you don't know what to prepare for. Uh, the crowd was really loud on Thursday night. I actually thought it was fake noise early on because I, I, I swear to you, John, early in the game I said to myself, I actually said out loud, I think I texted you, this is this is kind of BS how they're... You texted, you texted me, do you think this is real? I texted you, and I maybe I didn't say this to you, but I was thinking it. This is kind of BS... Is every audio guy going to treat every regular season game like it's the conference championship game crowd noise? But then it turned out it was 15,000 people making that much noise. I don't know. You, you uh, uh, Do you believe him? I, I know Al said it was real. He clearly, like a lot of people are asking, is this real? He claimed it's just the yeah. people. I, is that believable? It, it, I mean, it, it is was, because, again, there's there to me, I, again. I, the, I sta- the stadium the, contains. Well, yeah, but there's a difference between adding fake crowd noise, either the Chiefs doing it or the broadcast doing it, and what every broadcast does, even when you have a full house, which is you got an audio guy, he's doing a mix. He, you can choose how much of the crowd noise to feed to the broadcast. But Al's just saying we're not feeding fake noise. But they've got it clearly. They got it turned up. I mean, they had it turned I, up. I, I went to I went to pick up lunch today, and I turn on the radio, and it's Mad Doug Russo with Steve Levy. And he's drilling Levy. He's asking him, like, why you should take Riddick seriously. I mean, Mad Dog, ESPN screwed up the Booger Mobile. I mean, Mad Dog was drilling him. I guess Levy used to work for WFAN and for those two guys. Oh, okay. Like, before or after Iron Eagle. So he's like, he was really proud of it. He liked Steve. Steve told him that they, on Monday Night Football, for every team, like the Vikings, they have audio recorded from their fans over the last several years so he's like we will play skull chance that will be real raw audio from previous years or we're doing an eagles game you will get fly eagles fly or the chiefs game i don't love it oh uh, okay. yeah but so it's like when i heard that and you text me i just assumed they were just chiefs are one of the loudest stadiums in the league i'm That's like no way too. that I saw the picture. It looked like, I mean, there were how many? 16,000 people? Yeah. It looked like less when that big of a venue. Yeah. Also, it'd be hard if I was the guy. I don't, I, I give whoever the ushers were credit. If I bought a ticket at the top and I'm like, there's all that fucking space, even just down at the end, because if anyone that's been to a football game knows, maybe in this situation, being close, probably a decent seat, but the edges on the on a bowl of the top, right? 
so you're kind of hanging over the lower bowl is a great seat really for NFL seat. Yeah. and just football in general. I would have beelined it to that thing. I'm with you. Maybe they had spikes on the seats or something. I don't know. <laughs> the electronic. How did fencing? they contain? How did they contain that guy? I don't know. Uh, I, but how about this, John? That right now, as it stands today, I think there's only two teams in the league, right, that have fans. I I've struggled to keep up with I it. I think that I, was I, the latest. But here's here's what I'm getting at is, we'll, who's the second? We'll see. I don't even remember. I thought we'll it was see. the Cowboys. I thought. Uh, no, I, that's not what Al said. Al said. Like Jacksonville, but that would make sense. It, it, maybe it would make sense. He, I, Tampa, I don't know. Not Tampa, but somebody can tell me. But um, like I watched that team tonight and thought, I know they're the obvious pick, but they're the obvious pick for a reason. Now, maybe in two months, a lot of other teams will have fans in stands. Who knows? But if we go several months with the best team in the NFL being the only good team that has a crowd, I don't know what being able to play sound through the speakers will be like. But I do know that having people is going to be maybe a little more of an advantage than I thought, particularly because this is this is clearly the best. Is that an overreaction, by the way? To no, you know that? what I, I read? I think Albert Breer wrote about this a week or two ago. The, the two most outspoken coaches, defensive coaches, Mike Zimmer and Sean McDermott, just thought, this is, and it wasn't necessarily at the Kansas City Chiefs, but just like the draft, make it a uniformed rule. And when Goodell went on CNBC, you said and that was pretty, from the beginning, and was pretty adamant that it, he didn't think it was a distinct advantage. I'm with you. If it's going to be that loud, the best team in the league, I got news for you, guy, by a wide margin, uh, when you got a quarterback that good, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would have. I think people are going to start complaining, especially if they just they, now they'd be good crowd, no crowd, parking lot, fucking against Pat Hill, right? Playing in the Taj Mahal, the Chiefs would be good anywhere. But I think teams are going to go wait. I if I'm Sean McDermott and I'm trying to compete with the Chiefs, I can't have fans, and the best team in the league, the defending champs, can't have fans. It doesn't make that much sense. Do you agree? Like what? I agree. Now I For think what. Somewhat nominal amounts of money relative to what they're used to. And I always, I think the media in general is so quick to say, what are you doing this for the money? And you and I have talked about it. It is, we did some math. It actually is more money than you think. Right. Yeah, we said, we said if that was 17,000 people at $200 a ticket, that's three and a half million dollars. Yeah. Not counting times that by times that by eight. I mean, you're talking $25 million. So I understand. Like, it's money. It's it's either hey hey Clark Hunt, you want twenty four and a half million dollars or whatever. Zero I don't even want to argue against people who no, no, I, I don't I, listen I, to. No, I I agree. I'm just I, my point is like I do get where they're like. Of course, the owners was like, I'd rather have twenty five million dollars if you're allowing me to have the fans in. But I understand where the other teams are coming from. It's not even necessarily about the money. It's probably their coaches and GMs have to be complaining. Well, I know this. If I was anyone in that division, the Broncos. Who I don't know. Have you noticed they're losing players by the day? <laughs> uh, Sutton got hurt today. I mean, they're they're in shambles. The Chargers, you could push back and say they don't even have fans, and definitely the Raiders, whose owner was probably would you say the most outspoken owner about the overall yeah, situation. Yeah. I, I, it wouldn't shock me if in a couple weeks it becomes an issue with a lot of people complaining because it, it usually where it becomes an issue is when it feels like the best team has the advantage. Forever the Warriors. It was like, this is bullshit. It was just over them signing Kevin Durant, which was in the rules. But people get jealous fast. 
in any business, in any sports league, in anything where it feels like you're at a you're at a disadvantage and it's like rigged type deal. Like you're just pulling this rule out of your ass because all these other teams have to be saying I'd have fans. I'm not allowed to. Right. Right. My my county or my state doesn't right. allow I me think to the have NFL's it. response would be well we'll that we'll start with these two and then maybe there will be four. And then maybe the Saints can have some fans and then maybe the Colts can have some fans and then we'll get 15 teams and then we'll have 20 teams and. Who knows? Look, we've made a lot of money, and that's what we're doing this for. Is we're here to make a lot of money, right? What do I always say? A successful season is not dependent on who wins a championship. It's just dependent on a championship being played. The game gets played. The sponsors get their 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 plugs, and that's you get your playoff events, and that's that. That's that's what a successful season is. So if I were Roger Goodell, the other owners that are complaining, I go, look, I, I'm with you. It sucks, but. The best thing we can do is make as much money as we can this year because we're all losing a lot of money, potentially, when you when nobody has fans. Not potentially. Well, when nobody well, has fans, Clark, we're all losing money. And Clark Hunt might say, none of you idiots signed your this quarterback exactly. to a 10-year, $450 million <laughs> exactly. contract. It doesn't pay for itself. So you know. And then Andy and Veach told me I had to pay these other two guys. And after I watched Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey, I went, well, I'm glad I paid them too, but these contracts aren't free. <laughs> uh, the... Uh, <laughs> The Chiefs are plus 490 right now to uh, win the Super Bowl at mybookie.ag. Promo code HAM1. Uh, Baltimore's plus 625. I just, they look, we'll talk about Clyde in a minute, but they look better. And part of that might be Clyde and some other stuff, but isn't it possible, John, part of this? And we've talked about this with the 49ers for months. I don't think they're going to have a Super Bowl hangover because I think they are more uh, inspired by seeing how good they can be by being right there on the doorstep than they are downtrodden over losing their opportunity. So here you are, you're Kansas City. You just proved to yourself you could do what you thought you could do. Why wouldn't you come out ready? Your guy's got a 10-year contract. You go, how many? You start thinking, how many of these can we win? Yeah, I, I heard Cousin Sal had a good point. He said that all the buzz about like how many championships the Mahomes – you know, that he can win under this contract. And most people are putting the number like two and a half, three and a half, right? And it's everyone agrees. Like, yeah, it's possible. Like, they, they can win two or three in the next five or six years. He said, well, by far the best bet in the NFL over the next several years is putting a lot of money on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, right? Because typically it's like, well, do I love this? Beside the Patriots for a long period of time. I mean, you just had to watch like two drives. You went, yeah, I'd feel pretty good if my money's on them. As good as you possibly could on any team. Yeah. That quarterback guy, my, my, about halfway through, in his stats, he's your classic now. Like, I don't even need to look at his box score. No, he's the I he is look. the best eye it? test. Do you have it? Yeah, I mean he threw for two hundred eleven yards, but felt like three eighty five. Yeah, I mean he, his box score is pretty good. I mean, it wasn't twenty four thirty two three touchdowns. Twenty four thirty two three touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, I don't even feel like he's trying that hard. And then when he does try. The one pass where I think uh, Robinson and hit his face mask where he kind of tripped, dove maybe a little too early. First thought I had is like, I don't think there's another guy in the league that makes that throw to his left, throws it across his body, but guy throws a perfect BB dart that, I mean, in fairness, it might have been too great of a pass and too hard for him to catch. Like, it would have been a hard catch. He had to like catch it around his face mask, but it hit him directly in the face. It's like, this guy, this guy's incredible. I thought I, I just maybe watched he was, him thinking this guy's incredible. I know. I thought the, on that I, play. And I also maybe thought Clyde, like the Niners have their shot. Was it Clyde against or Williams, whoever the running back was, was the first option. But um, 
Yeah, I think that's part of it too, right? Is like we've talked about this team for a while over the years with Andy, and it's like even a couple years ago we talked about their defense so much, right? Like is their defense good? That was the conversation for a while. Is their defense good enough? And then last year it was it was more it was plenty good enough, right? Even a couple years ago it was plenty good enough. But I think the way to look at them and this is more a conversation about the next four or five years, to your point about what Cousin Sal said. It's like, even in a year where they don't have a good defense, let's say, are they going to be playing a team whose defense can shut their guy down? Because if they're not, it doesn't matter if their defense is ranked 20th in the NFL. They're going to have a shot. Now, maybe they're not winning a Super Bowl with that team, but they've got some good players on defense, too. That's the other thing. Like, it's not to what me, it was. It's, pre- it's pretty clear their defense is fine right now. Fine enough. Yeah. I mean, fine. Yeah. And really, it's probably better than fine. All it needs to be is fine, though, with this guy. Because I just, yeah, again, the, what defense is shutting him down? One thing they have going and for Andy. him, their defense has a couple defensive linemen that on any given snap can just toss an offensive lineman and sack the quarterback. Because 55 and 95 on any given play were chasing. Deshaun Watson, who is a phenomenal athlete, and he's running for his life. Because those guys, like the one where Collinsworth is like, watch Chris Jones here, the the grip and rip. And he grabs the offensive lineman, and he shoves him down and goes right around him. It's like, oh, my God. No wonder they didn't trade him. That's why they've kept him and traded D Ford. Yeah. Because I, I honestly thought they might trade Chris Jones. Like, we want it. He's going to cost a lot. I thought tonight, just watching the effort of a guy after he won a ring that just got paid, like Chris Jones, if, if I thought Mahomes is going to play really hard. It looked like Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey are like playing for a contract, right? I mean, the, the disease of me, isn't that the Pat Riley thing? And when people win and they get paid and then it's like they don't quite, not quite feeling it. I did not get that vibe watching the Chiefs tonight. No. <laughs> and and say one thing like about the fans, it's not like they were playing in front of eighty thousand people. It did look like they were just. It's a joy for them to play ball, right? Well, why it's wouldn't fun. it be, John? <laughs> no, I don't. You I like agree. doing stuff you're good at. Yeah, and they're really good. The Chiefs got better on offense. Turns out they the did. guy Patrick Mahomes told him to draft. He was right about him, John. Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Yeah, I. I Sometimes it feels like a story just gets thrown out there. Like, I know. Now, granted, they, everyone was watching LSU yes. and the guy was awesome. Like, I don't blame them. And now, granted, you like Clyde. Everyone who watched LSU like Clyde. Like, Clyde was sweet. He is sweet. But I didn't realize he'd be this sweet, this fast in the league. <laughs> like, guy, the last time their offense, because Mahomes wasn't as good as he is now, but his first year starting, they did have Kareem Hunt, who was. Before he got in trouble for kicking the girl and then kind of somehow resurrect his career and now he's got a contract extension and everyone applauded it, that he was pretty unreal, right? He could run in between the tackles. He could catch the ball. And it was like, what can this Chiefs offense not do? What happened? Mahomes won the MVP. Yeah. Is it safe to say this offense now because Tyreek's better, Sammy's clearly much more comfortable in this offense. They've drafted Hardeman since. They got Robinson, who's good. Kelsey's in the peak of his powers. Their own line solid. Clyde, I mean, one he ran for a buck thirty-eight in his opening game. And he didn't have a catch, right? He did not have a catch. Which he can do. Like one thing, and we like you said, we watched every game at LSU. In this offseason, when we did it before the draft, we did a Joe Burrow video on YouTube. And so we we watched a ton of LSU tape back. 
and he was making plays left and right. Clyde was, right? You go, oh my God, like I didn't, I didn't, I knew he was good. I didn't quite realize until we went back and watched, bro, how many plays this guy made beyond what would have been just the acceptable result of the play. So now they go from winning the Super Bowl with like a LaShawn McCoy running back by committee thing. Yeah, the one guy opted out. To this. Yeah. I I don't even know quite know how to describe him. I, I know Andy has described him before like a Brian Westbrook. He does now Shady McCoy in his in Philly Peak with Andy was much more his change of direction was more like Allen Iverson crossover. Like it was really wide. Mm-hmm. This guy does have a fantastic change of direction, but it's it's all in this little area. Like he, he like kind of gives you a little head nod and then he's and then he's right by you. Remember Tim Hardaway's uh crossover? Mm-hmm. He actually didn't dribble that far away. It was really close between his legs, but it was so quick, and he was so low to the ground, he'd go by people. That's what I think this guy's kind of like. He's really shifty, but he's not shifting that far left or right. But it's like these guys are clearly whiffing on him. It's it's hard to even describe. You just have to watch it, and then you watch it. You're like, I don't even know how he made that guy miss, but he clearly made a miss. It feels like guy. Uh, he's 5'4", <laughs> right, when he's running. He's clearly a little taller than that, but... Five eight. I, he's tiny, but he looks fantastic. He looks like an NFL bell cow. Is a little strong, but well, he doesn't look I, like a bell cow just because he's. Physically he doesn't look doesn't, like a bell cow. Like, I guess he wasn't like, like, like I'm not going to say he's this guy, but remember Ladainian Tomlinson? He was a bell cow. Like that's the beauty of this offense is one guy doesn't have to be the bell cow. Doesn't have to do everything. Kareem Hunt had 14 touchdowns that year that you're talking about. Seven rushing on over 800 yards. Uh, running the football, and then seven touchdowns receiving. So I think I, one of my favorite parts of like all the stories you would tell me from when you were scouting with the Eagles was just this idea that you would spend all this time getting ready for the draft, you would select the player, you'd talk about the player, you'd talk about the player, you'd sign him, he'd do a meet and greet, he'd get his jersey, he'd do his press conference, and then you would just have the first press uh, practice. And after the first practice, people would go, I think we nailed this pick, or... Uh, I don't know. Hopefully he's better tomorrow. Like that concept that you always described to me was always so fantastic because there was just this moment of truth. So here's this guy who we watched at LSU. And this is the question we have about Joe Burrow. Like we saw it at LSU, but is that going to translate? So we watch Clyde Edwards-Alaire on Thursday night and everything we saw at LSU translated. Like immediately. Because you think it can't be that easy, right? Right. You just think, well, he can't be exactly what he was there because these guys are better. But he plays for Andy Reid, and he's got Patrick Mahomes, and the team around him is really good. Yeah, he just made the Texans look like Mississippi. Well, that's the other thing. I mean, are the Texans... I don't think they're terrible. They might not be a 10-win team, but they're not a 4-win team. They're probably 7-8-9 range, right? He was running over running linebackers. Maybe it was a safety where I was like, God, he just trucked that guy. He was making a miss. He clearly... His play speed's fantastic. They just didn't really have this guy last year. And they won the Super Bowl. (laughs) When they did have him, I think it's fair to say their defense got better last year, right? But their offense was clearly better two years ago, the year they lost to the Patriots. That was, you know, he won the MVP, threw 50 touchdowns. Remember, Kareem got cut toward the end of the year, so it kind of changed them right at the end. But when they had Kareem up until the majority of the season, their offense was just unstoppable. 
if this guy is this good, he's basically just, they got their Kareem Hunt version, who's like a high character guy that they clearly love, with all their offensive guys have much more cohesion together. Mahomes, to me, I mean, he would tell you, they'd tell you, it's just clear he's better than he was two years ago. I don't know if his stats will reflect it. I just don't see how this offense, they might be in some games, like Belichick when they had the historic offense just was in FU mode, Spygate just happened, they like ran it up the score. You could tell the night, like they just started to run out the clock a little. I don't know if they just won't be in FU mode because their goal is Super Bowl, right? It's keeping guys healthy. He won't be passing the ball in the fourth quarter if he doesn't have to. So I, they got a little Warriors vibe to me, like the 73-win team. Where when you look at Steph and Clay's minutes, it was like, yeah, they'd be on. They were on pace for a sixty-five point game, and Steve was like, yeah, we we pulled them after the third. We were up forty points, right? And that's this team already has that vibe to it. But I think what's so impressive is their body language. Mahomes, I was not worried about. Chris Jones, Kelsey, you text me tonight. You're like, well, Kelsey ain't just giving Kittle the mantle. Kelsey yeah, just got paid. He won a I Super thought. Bowl. He looked kind of like playing pissed off, didn't that, he? I, when I, yeah. <laughs> and I and I texted you that like what's funny about that is I for I didn't forget about him but I'm like oh are they gonna get the ball to are they gonna get the ball to Clyde here are they gonna get the ball to Sammy here are they where's Hardeman and then all of a sudden there's an inside screen to Kelsey and I go oh yeah there's Kelsey right then they hit him again then they hit him again for a touchdown and I just thought it, this guy is playing like he's got something to prove well you know who who knew who I forgot about I was like oh yeah Tyreek Hill's on the team Ty, Tyreek and Hill. and then like that last touchdown. Chris like, yeah, it was just a foot race, and he's across the end zone. You're like, oh, my God, I got this guy, too? I think. I mean, you. it just it, it is an unfair riches, but to me, it all starts and ends, and Clyde is, and I had this thought during the game, top five luckiest stretch of one college season, greatest season of all time, to go right to the Chiefs. I mean, it, just, it doesn't get any better. The transition is like. You just stay in football heaven. You're like, yeah, I'm, I'm just in football heaven. It's just going to continue. I know. Right? He's going to sign so, as a free agent in four years with, like, the, the Panthers and be like, what, what is going on here? I know the Panthers it, just to me, paid it's, me, it, but who's this? It, the, the, the quarterback is just on a completely different level. So, I mean, we've all heard the saying, right, it's not the X's and the O's, it's the Jimmy's and the Joe's, and I think that applies more in basketball than it does in football. Clearly the X's and the O's matter. But I think what makes Andy and Patrick Mahomes – such a perfect combination is that we think that Andy and this is Breeze, this is this is the same in New England for so many years with Belichick and Brady, Breeze and Peyton, is like you've got the guy who we think is one of the best at the X's and the O's, and then you've got a player who can be great with the X's and the O's, but also be great outside of the X's and the O's, and that's the indefensible. It's like okay, Andy's going to outsmart the defense, but if he doesn't, it doesn't mean the play is over because Mahomes can make a play, right? And now I think one thing is clear with Clyde is they got a running back that has the same quality. Like he's really good because he's Andy Reid's running back, but he might be really good no matter whose running back he is because he has the ability, and this goes, I saw it all the time at LSU, he has the ability to make a play where there isn't a play to be made. And that I think is when it's scary is it's like even if you figure out, even if you sniff out the play, even if you beat Andy, you didn't beat Mahomes. Even if you beat the defensive lineman or the offensive lineman, you didn't, that doesn't mean you tackled Clyde Edwards-Alaire yet. And that's, to me, those are the combinations. H, H is silent. H is silent. Uh, L- you did it. Alaire, right? sorry. 
Did I say it right or wrong? But I just that's what Al said. I know it's good. It's I'm glad he said it because a clerk. But to me, that is when you're like, all right, Scorsese can direct a great film, but sometimes DiCaprio might just do something that Scorsese couldn't have told him to do. And if he hadn't have done it, if he had just followed all of Scorsese's uh, uh, direction to a T, it would have been it would have been more than good. But you've got the combination, and that's. That's what that's what I think this guy is, and that's what's terrifying. Well, this guy, they have the clearly the best passing attack, right? They have elite skill all over the place, and they have the best quarterback. I think it's universally accepted. Chiefs, best passing attack in the NFL. Well, if you give the best passing attack in the NFL a legitimate running game, it becomes unstoppable, right? I mean, they're just who and that guy can also really catch the ball, and you have the best screen pass caller of all time in Andy. It's really I don't know if they'll be able to match it just in the way the season plays out. And I, I do think he'll pick his spots definitely after winning a Super Bowl, right? I, I think they'll have the big picture in mind. But if he did keep his foot on the pedal, they could have like the greatest offense statistically of all time. Yeah. Because they, they would have some games where you catch a team on the, like you, they could throw up 60. Now, again, I don't know if they will. I, I don't think he's got anything to prove now. And I think he's. He, I, I felt like tonight he was being too respectful of Billy O'Brien. It's like, just keep scoring. You know, and he was just like, just give the ball to Clyde. That's That was not Andy. I Typically, was, he I used was to thinking like, like hey, lay off a of Clyde. This guy Williams could use a goal line carry. He's on the draft. Yeah, well, I, I, was, I wanted them to throw it to Hardman so bad. But he wasn't in the game, John. <laughs> no, Where was wasn't. it? I don't know. He's t- eating snacks or something. Only, only one football, John. There's only one football. No, that's true. I know Clyde got them all. Uh, before I move on, speaking of uh, DraftKings, I had uh, I had that guy Darren Williams. I thought he was going to be uh, Daryl. I don't even know his name. I don't know how many points he got for me. We got two hundred people in our DraftKings game, John. Two hundred at twenty bucks a pop. This is incredible. Um, not a lot of points to be had. There were a few people that had Mahomes and uh, Deshaun Watson, but a lot a lot to be decided this weekend. I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. DraftKings, download the app, promo code HAM. I already hate fantasy. I mean, I have one pick. He had one catch, six yards. I was screaming at the TV. By the second half, I was really angry. I felt like if it was the equivalent to golf, my guy just shot 78. A guy that I spent a lot of... Be thankful that you're not playing season-long fantasy. How about that? That, I don't know how people do it. And this, to me, getting our DraftKings game, we do it every week. When a guy pisses you off, you don't have to pick him the next week. Now, the problem with that, I'm sure the guy you don't pick the following week comes back in balls. We all know how that works. Happened to me all the time in golf. I, I can't wait for Sunday. Download the DraftKings app, promo code HAM. I had a bunch of people DMing me that said it wasn't working, like the, the link, and they got in the game. They tweeted us, and they're like, I'm fired up. I can't wait. I'm like, we're tweeting it out. We're Instagramming it out. If you didn't get in this week, we're definitely going to do it next week. Can't wait, we DraftKings. Promo code HAM. And we got Wingfoot. And we got golf next week, too. Right now, when you sign up with the leader, in one-day fantasy sports, they're celebrating the return of sports by giving up to $100 million in prizes to all the customers, including one lucky winner who takes home the million-dollar cash prize. Download the app, sign up using the code HAM, enter the DraftKings free football survivor pool. It's all there, DraftKings.com or the app. If you have any problems, just DM us and uh, we'll help you out. Get in our league as well because the league standings add up. You, it doesn't mean you have to play every week, but just get in the league because then it's fun. And if you're in the league, you automatically see the new games when they go up. So DraftKings, 
promo code ham, promo code ham. People ask us, is it cool if I invite people? Yeah. The more the merrier. Let's grow this thing. This is an open house, guys. It's a, that's right. Open house. The doors are off the hinges. Yeah, just walk right in. Think of like college. You just walk in a door. Walk right in. That's this it. Is frat yeah. house, ham, the ham app. Pro- <laughs> yeah, think of like uh, Kramer in Seinfeld. Just come on in. Come on Promo in. go to ham. Uh, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Now we look ahead to this Niners-Cardinals game. And really, I think what this conversation serves as is a really big picture kind of discussion about Kyle Shanahan, right? Sean McVay's stock is still really high, but it's not where it would have been if he came off a Super Bowl loss and won 10-11 games. Um, And he can get a lot of that back because people still love him. But I think the recipe right now for Kyle, given that everyone looks at the 49ers as of this moment and says they've had a ton of injuries, there's a lot working against them offensively, Um, but also they had the Chiefs on the ropes last year or this year in the Super Bowl. People look at him like, at least I do, like this is this year is kind of tailor made for him to get his coach of the year. I think if they can go win 10, 11 games. Now that's the I, that's the hard part is winning 10, 11 games. I personally, as much as I like watching a great player become a great player in any sport, I like watching a coach, especially in football, because you really feel it, right? A tactician, you know, just become a star. And we've seen it a lot. I, I mean, we've seen it with the leaders too, right? Over the years with the Harbaugh's. Tomlin, Dabo in college. But it is pretty special when you see Belichick playing mind games on people, right? Or I think what Lincoln Riley is doing offensively at Oklahoma is just just taking the sport of football by storm. And the the hype Mike Leach has gotten over the years. And, and then kind of what Kyle and Sean McVay have become to the NFL. I, I would say the one thing that, you know, McVay, the, the burning light around him has dimmed a little. But if you were to defend him in his three years, the shittiest season he had was nine and seven. Right. And we always talk about if your low point is like the Pete Carroll Seattle Seahawks of their decade, they went nine and seven. That's the worst year they've had. Nine and seven. You're in pretty good shape, right? And I think Kyle, now listen, this team he took over was really terrible. And those first two years were rough. Now there were you gotta put it into context, right? They were one and ten and Jimmy shows up, they win their last games. Some hype going into that last season. Probably weren't going to be. We were a year ahead. But they would not have been drafting two overall if Jimmy doesn't tear his ACL, right? But we'll never know, and they lost a ton of games. Then last year was like, okay, this is the Kyle we thought. Well, part of being, and I think the way Kyle's talked about now, especially offensively, right? Right there with Andy, right there with Sean Payton. Well, those guys have a resume. And I'm not even talking about the, the ring. I mean, it took Andy 22 years to get a ring. It took Sean much quicker, right? He got the job in 06, and by 2000... His third year as the head coach, right? Yeah, he got it fast. But, like, both of those guys, regardless when they got their ring, have 15, 20 years consistently winning. You can miss the playoffs here and there, but you win all the time. Fourth Fourth year. year, Oh, nine. But he he won 10 games his first year. Yeah, and kind of remember with Reggie Bush, and they they were sweet. I, I, I do think there is an element of... I'm watching this documentary on Netflix where I watched it on Barcelona and the great Messi teams of like 2008 to 2012. They're like the, they're considered the greatest soccer team that ever played. And obviously Messi is now considered the greatest soccer player ever, but they hired Pep. Uh, I can never say his last name. He's a bald guy, skinny. Pep, not Hamilton. Pep Guardiola. Uh, Guardiola. 
I, I can't say his name. But I, I'm a big European soccer guy now, guy. Because their documentaries are fantastic. He's Maintaining main- that is the hard part. Being all yeah. in for like three weeks is the easy part. I've done I, it. I'm just saying, I, I just I enjoy much more just consuming it on the peripheral, like on the outside. I don't need to be all in, but I, I have, they've earned my respect for just the, how big have it you is, watched how the game? cool it is. No, but it's not necessarily. Like, you like I, the documentaries. Yeah, but if you told me like the the EU, the you know, the the La Liga final and it's the Barcelona League. against Real Madrid yeah. or something like that. I, I I would watch if it's on my TV. Right. But my I'm point just, is... I'm just saying being all in is easy until it's like, all right, here's a season. How many games did you watch? Yeah, again, I, when I say all in, like I'm all in on football and all in on the PGA Tour. I enjoy... Here's what I'll say. Like I enjoy baseball and basketball. I enjoy the European soccer. I have a lot of respect for it now. Now, I, it's just easier to consume in America, baseball and basketball... If soccer was just on, like, the big teams with 80,000 people going nuts at, like, 7 p.m. when I'm sitting on my couch, I would watch. Yeah. Definitely pay attention more. But this guy, Pep, became this soccer star as a head coach, and the way everyone on the team talked about him is just like, they all say, he's the best tactician I've ever been around, the best tactician I've ever been around. Every guy. The guys that loved him, like Messi, and then the guys that he traded or hated him talked about it. They all spoke about him like that. And I think pretty consistently, everyone that speaks around about Kyle, and I'm not just talking about 49ers, right? We've talked about Austin Hooper and guys with Atlanta going back to Washington. They all say, this guy is a football genius. Like, if one guy says it, you're like, well, maybe that player just likes him. When guys that don't even like you or you've cut say that about you, it's just like, yeah, this guy... It's fair to say this guy is a football genius. And the irony is they said that Pep is a football genius too. But it's just football. It, that part of being a football genius, then you just have to win. And I'm talking win consistently. And I think that's for Kyle in 2020, like having another good season, making the playoffs, and maybe winning another playoff game is like that. That's how you establish like no one can even argue where we're at. Because we're already putting him as like a top three coach around guys that are in their 50s and 60s that have not even just, like I said, winning the Super Bowl. It's about just winning consistently. And that's the pressure I think that Kyle faces this year. And I don't I don't think he feels that pressure, but just the way he's talked about to equal, you know, on the field, they, they have to kind of match up. Yeah, I think the other element that he has, it's not just winning. I think a, a big part of it, and Bill had this, has had it for many years. Peyton has it. Andy has it. It's blowing P. Carroll, out. Pete Carroll has it. Well, but see, that's where Pete does it. I think for the offensive or defensive coaches, it's just about – even Harbaugh, they weren't blowing people out, but it always felt like they could suffocate you defensively, even though Harbaugh wasn't really a defensive guy. It was just they were playing the style that was so different than what everybody else is playing. But specifically to Kyle – I think what he has, what Belichick does, what Peyton does, and what Andy you were t- does. You were talking Jim Harbaugh, not John Jim, Harbaugh. Jim, yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know that – I don't really think of Pete this way, but I think what those four guys do and definitely what Kyle has done that the other three do is you you have times where you are just kicking people's ass, right? Where it's like, is that a – did they score 50? Is that 45 to 10? It's one thing. I think we get used to football games that are 46-38, right? But it's one thing to look up and see a bunch of 41-17, 31-3, 51-13. Um, 
God, they were, they were, I'll never forget the Carolina game last year. It was just yeah. like, and now Carolina was bad, but it was like, that you was don't 51. belong on the field. Exactly. And us. it was immediately obvious, right? The Packer games. They were second in points last year. They were third in point differential. The Ravens were one in point differential, and the Patriots were two. Like, that's the other part of this, is they, they weren't just 8-0 to start the year, and then it was like, well, what about their schedule? Well, they finished 13-3 and and went to the Super Bowl, but they were also second in the league in scoring behind only one of the greatest offenses we've seen and re- just because Lamar was so unique um I think that's a big part of this with him too right and I think that was part of Sean's thing it's like he's not just winning but they got this offensive swag to them I think that's what sh- specifically Sean Payton and Andy Reid have like I think that's why we compare them to those two guys so early like you said it's too early to look at their resumes and put them on the same level but when you get the kind of man on the street reviews from their players very similar i'd say similar to andy's reviews from players but also when you watch the games you go when this guy has the advantage he takes full advantage of the advantage and then in these other games where it's him against the seahawks where it's him against andy he's got the lead in the second half of the super bowl where it's him against sean payton it's a just an absolute rocket show 48 46 like i think he answered so many of those questions right it it was though. I think we went in the Saints game. It was like, okay, here you go, head to head with this guy. What are you gonna do? And he was phenomenal, head to head with Andy and Mahomes. What are you gonna do? And he was phenomenal. So, um, I think that's how he's packed in one year, really. But I would say even the first two years where it wasn't good, was it six wins and four wins? We were watching it going. Could anybody else win this many games with this quarterback? Could anyone else make Nick Mullins look this way? Could anybody? So I think he got a lot of credit. I think part of the reason we were so quick to give him credit last year is because we saw a lot of things that you went, I know the record tells me they suck, but I watched this guy, and and he can get this roster that doesn't look like it should compete, competing more than, than we think it should. And that's why I'm talking about, like, I, I, I'm not going to budge. Like, I, I think he's a star coach. I, I've seen what I've seen. We've all seen it. But I, I thought he was special back when he was losing. And then when he wins, it was just validated. And like you said, he won so many different ways. He won against when he played the shitty teams. I'm going to embarrass you. When I played teams that were even supposed to be our equal, right, from Kyle's standpoint, like we're playing the Packers, and they were had a really good record. I fucked you up. And then when I played guys that... How about Mike are, Zimmer, too, right? Yeah, and Zimmer. And then I played guys that are quote-unquote superior in terms of resume. Sean Payton on the road, we just... We had a 15-round knockout, and I ended up knocking you out. And then Andy got me, but like, not only did I belong, I controlled the game, speaking from Kyle's standpoint. Like, he, you couldn't have answered more bells and more uh, you know, lines on the checklist in 2019 than he did without winning the Super Bowl, right? But I, I do think if you can rattle off a couple more years of just being a dominant team, going to the playoffs, giving yourself a chance in the dance – that's how you just you, you you become an unarguable player. Like we're talking about the Pep guy, Barca Barcelona started kicking everyone's ass and winning these championships, all the different leagues that they play over there, checking them all off. And Kyle's already like now he's won a division, he's won an NFC. If in the next three or four years he can win a Super Bowl and just keep going to the playoffs, like he's just going to establish himself as like a Parcells, a Belichick, an Andy, a Peyton. Where I think you and I say that, and I think most people believe that. But if you have a couple down years, I think there are a lot of people that would have a normal take. Like, is this guy a little overrated, right? Part of it is just putting your resume together over a period of time. Look at his dad. 
His dad gets to Denver, I think, that first year. They have a really good season, and they make the playoffs. Then he wins a couple Super Bowls, but they just kept going back to the playoffs for years, and it's like Mike became an, an elite head coach. And now he, you don't even need to win two Super Bowls to become an elite head coach. I think right? Andy's the perfect example because he didn't get to that NFC Championship game. He had a run of five straight 11-plus win seasons, 11-11, 12-12, 13. In that run, the 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 Super Bowl, excuse me, appearance where they won the NFC was the fifth year of that run of five in a row. Wow! So, like, and you and I talked about it all the time. You and when you for say him, when you so, say his loss, like Kyle's Kyle's loss already aged pretty well because he lost to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. That loss at the time, like, it didn't play as well. But like looking back, fifteen years later, like he did lose to Belichick and Brady in the Super Bowl, right? It's with, not like you know he lost yeah, to with that, a quarterback uh, that that overachieving. That overachieving Jaguars team. Right. He lost to the Belichick yeah. and Brady. I, I think, and maybe this was shaded this way because you worked for him and had such a high opinion of him. And uh, But I don't, I, like, I think even if you hadn't, we, I, I just always looked at him like he was one of the best coaches in the league. And I didn't need, especially after this KC run going into last year, I didn't need a Super Bowl for me to go, I think Andy Reid has what it takes. Like, I didn't look at him like, his shit doesn't work in the playoffs, Billy Bean, right? I didn't look at him that way. I looked at him like one of the best coaches in the league because you don't go 20 years as an NFL head coach if you're not one of the best coaches in the NFL with one of the best offenses consistently through quarterback and quarterback and Foles and Vic and on and on and on, McNabb, Cobb, Alex. I mean, it just was so obvious that we were looking at one of the best coaches in the league. I would say one benefit to Kyle and just the future over these next several years is you'd say the best coach-quarterback combo right now is in the other division. Or, I mean, excuse me, the other conference. Yeah. So you're not going to have to go through them to get to the Super Bowl. But, right? they, for sure. You're right, just in terms of appearances. and you, Yeah, I'm just saying, like, back when Walsh, if you, if you look at, it like, the 80s football, what Walsh did, he had to go through Parcells and the Ditka Bears and some of those Washington teams, like there are still really good teams in the NFC, but the best team in the league, Kyle will only have to yeah. face in the Super Bowl. And and then and then after Walsh left, the Niners had to go through the Cowboys every year. Yeah, basically. Then it kind of flipped. Like but, obviously, but Seattle is still really good, and I think you know Rodgers is still alive, and like, I think the Eagles are solid. But are you, still, are are you this divi- Are you going to be able to win five games in your division like you did last year every year? It's only going to be difficult. But can, it, to me, if you if you win four, that's a, that's big time. Oh, I agree, but I'm just saying like that's hard. It's <laughs> very hard. It was hard last year, guy. It was. Think how hard that. Think how hard a couple and three like, on paper looks easier than it was. Hell yeah, because that that stretch, I think the eight and no stretch in a weird way was much easier than the five and three stretch, right? Yeah. That five and three stretch was a mother. The Baltimore game, they ended up losing, but that was a war. The, the Saints game, both Seattle games. The Saints game, which came the, right after the Ravens game. The the L.A. Rams game that Jimmy hit the long passes that Jalen wanted to kill Taylor Rapp. And even the Atlanta game, which they lost. Like, Atlanta was hot. And they, Julio, I don't have his box score, but it felt like 17 catches for 475 yards and a walk-off touchdown. Or was it Austin Hooper that got the walk-off touchdown? No, it was Julio. It was just... Now, Richard didn't play in that game, which you'd go, well, ideally, but that's, no Richard advantage. But, but that's this football. is the deal. That's the NFL, yeah. Like, look at them right now, the Niners, right, offensively. 
Yeah. Ayuk and Debo. You could tell you could tell me right now today they're both gonna play. I don't know what that means, though. Wouldn't you, you say in the in the NFC, a lot of potent quarterback slash offenses, right? Obviously in their division, the Rams have a bunch of weapons and a quarterback. Seattle has a star quarterback. Arizona's on the come offensively and an offensive head coach. Rogers still alive and they got they got some couple dudes. Devontae's a star. Minnesota has really good players on offense and a quarterback that proved he's you know, above average. Mm-hmm. And maybe you don't get both those games at home in the playoffs every year, right? That's the other yeah. part of that. Now, well, the Packers the ba- game, they played the Bears. Bears. season. But, but the, 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 Cow- the Cowboys offense is pretty loaded on paper. And, I mean, and just what we've seen. The Eagles still have a max quarterback and some yeah. skilled guys. And these right? are all teams Obviously, where you go, if you had to go, if you're going to Philly, if you're going to Dallas, if you're... What about the NFC South? I mean, Brady yeah, and that squad, the Saints and those guys. I... I, I I, I'm just keeping an eye on Atlanta. I'm not saying they're good, but I'm not saying they're bad yet. I just, you well, just they're always like a kind of a curveball team. They right? are. I mean, we're talking, we're looking at a team now that had back to back seven win seasons and almost fired its coach. So this is, you know, and they've had good offenses. They've yeah, keep an eye. Just keep of, an eye. Just keep no, an I, eye. I, look, I, I'm with you. I think you make the case for them. I'm just saying, like, they've had the best offense they had was the one Kyle coached. And they've been good the last two years, but it's not, you know, top eight good it's top 15 good but i but i but here's my point guy i actually say like listen the nfc pretty solid but i don't think it's there's no ravens or the chiefs right for sure i mean new orleans was that i i I look at them a little differently after they lost at home to the minnesota vikings like that that can't happen (laughs) that that can't happen yeah i mean i i I know it's a freak deal but that's but i just watched what they did against the niners last year on the road and it was just i did see i did see drew say he's on borrowed time so he's got to let it loose Jameis waiting in the wings. <laughs> yeah, or Taysom. Jameis. Jameis, yeah. All right, it is time to go through every single game on the slate this weekend. Uh, all have something to offer, John. Just like every human being on this earth, every game has something to give. Uh, there are some games that are better than others, but every game's got something to give. And you know where we like to uh, try to take, not give, is at mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1. Guy, mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1, where you and I have been gambling for a long period of time. Uh, I, I absolutely love this site. Lost a lot of money on this site. Won a little money, too. Uh, plan on having a big 2020. I got, we're betting on, we have money on the Pittsburgh Steelers. The line is currently... Six. Six. We got it at five and a half. It's my favorite game of the year. I, I also have a little side cash guy. I, I'm got, my guy Nagy. We got have a little money on the Raiders. We got two fifty. Let's be clear for everybody. Yeah, we two hundred fifty dollars. We decide we're going to pick a game a week on the Pittsburgh Steelers until we on lose. the Pittsburgh Steelers to cover those points. Roethlisberger back, guy. There are so many football games. You got the huge slate on Sunday. You got multiple games on Monday. Listen, I'm a sucker for the Monday night doubleheader week one. You got the game starts a little early. You got to be, it comes out of nowhere. You're like, oh, kickoff's at four o'clock for us on the West Coast. So get on that. The Titans game was just turned into a pick The news of Von Miller being out, not ideal. No. Right? Uh, that, that game is now, let me double check that bad boy. I already scrolled to week two. Hold You're on, right, the I got week two here. lines uh, come up on you. Titans are two and a half. Minus two and a half. Wow, so that is flipped. That was a pick em a couple days ago. Woo, that is that is moving there, guy. I think the Titans were Kinda getting... Kind of like the Broncos. A, the Titans, I think, were getting a couple points not that long ago. That that game has moved, I'm pretty sure, four to five points in the last two weeks. You're right, because that game was two 
my the Titans were plus two. That has been a massive flip. Uh, I, I think one game you and I have talked about from a gambling perspective that don't go through all the games yet because we're going to do no. I, I know I'm just talking mybookie.ag promo code ham one. The Rams plus three is just something to keep an eye on. I kind of yeah, like that. I know, and and we will keep a close eye. Obviously, we'll be watching the Raider game anyway. When we set out a couple weeks ago to try and do our own survivor pool, well, we would uh, put in 250 bucks. We thought 500, but we were going to go 250 and try to see we can just make money until we run out of money. Uh, so we got to win this week because then that bankrolls for at least a couple more weeks. The Raider game was our first kind of choice initially, right? The Raiders minus three at Carolina. Um, we decided to go with Pittsburgh. I feel good about it. We didn't take it at four or at four and a half like maybe we should have. But we jumped on that one. What day was that? Monday? Sunday, uh, I think. Yeah, it's been, it's been a little while. Or was it last Thursday? I don't remember when it was. Yeah, I think it was like last Friday. We jumped on that game because we're like, this line's going to keep going, and it has. So uh, don't forget, they match that first deposit dollar for dollar up to $1,000 when you use the promo code HAM1. You can also decline that bonus because you do have to bet the bonus, and they do explain it on the website. Go check that out. Plus, the Super Contest, you pick five NFL games against the spread every week. You got a chance to win $100,000 in cash prizes, thousands of bets. You got NBA playoffs going. Uh, baseball playoffs will be here soon. Uh, hockey playoffs? We'll, yeah, I think they're still going. Uh, we'll talk about this next week. But La Liga? I've been, six, I bet on soccer in the pandemic, John. I'm not against doing it again. Yeah, what, what about next week, Wingfoot, 22-1 to 1, Xander Shoffley. He's playing pretty well. Hmm. I mean, that's pretty good odds, 22-1. to 1. For example, Dustin Johnson's 8-1. to 22-1, Xander Shoffley. Justin Thomas playing pretty good, too, 16-1. I, to I love Xander. I pick him in DraftKings all the time. Is he going to win? Though is my issue. Like I, yeah, I love to finish third. Can I bet on him you to finish third? A shot. You give yourself a shot. You're right because he probably will finish third. So you'll T- have Tommy Fleetwood. I don't know if you know he's still alive. Forty to one. All right. Okay. So get your gamble on yeah. mybookie.ag. It's where Haberman Milkoff gamble. Winning get season starts today. All right. Let's go through all these games. We'll start in the morning uh, and just work our way through, John. And uh, we can talk from the gambling aspect of it, and we can just talk some other interesting stuff. Um, and I'll just go in order here. I'm on. I'm using the ESPN.com, um, ESPN.com schedule, so that'll be the order. And I've got the my bookie lines. Seattle at Atlanta. Seattle is a two point favorite. Um, I already mentioned the kind of the bounce back kind of hope here for the Falcons. One seven to nine season. Last year we've talked about it. Every coach got to coach a different position. Now two seven to nine seasons against the. You know, I think from a Niners perspective, it's easy to figure out why this game's interesting. But what comes to mind when you think Seattle, Atlanta? Well, I just think Atlanta's defense is a major question mark. Their secondary is a major question mark. I think Seattle with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, you get the tight ends back. They got injured last year. Remember, Hollister became a pretty good player. The kid from Washington that tore his knee like middle of the season. They add Greg Olson. No, Sample was on the Bengals. I forget the guy's name, but he's a good player. That I just Seattle, I I just feel like they're going to be able to score in Atlanta, and you add Jamal Adams, uh, you know Atlanta, Ceedee Lamb fell in their lap and they passed on him for a corner. AJ who, Terrell from Clemson. Yeah, my, people that I know in the league weren't that high on the guy. They they just thought it was a pretty strong overdraft with Ceedee Lamb right there, and I understand their offense is good, but can you imagine Ceedee Lamb, Ridley, and Julio? I would like this team a lot more. I, I just they drafted me, I, I, right? There just wasn't another corner. Isn't that usually where you get in a pinch, though, when you force a need? 
I was reading last night, bored, just typing in some players that I just didn't feel like I'd hearing a lot about. And somehow I ended up on Seattle, their first round pick, LJ Collier, last year, who was like a healthy scratch for the majority of the games. He's played well in training camp. He's now a starter. Will Disley so, is the tight end. Will Disley. Will Disley. Yeah, I, I, I would imagine that Seattle, one reason they probably weren't quite as aggressive is they did invest a first-round pick. And really, two of the last two years, the, the, the linebacker this year from Texas Tech, LJ Collier last year from TCU, to go with Jamal Adams. Pete gets paid $12 million a year or whatever to coach defense. You got Russ. Let him cook on offense. Chris Carson's healthy. I like I. This game's on for us in the Bay Area. Like it's right. it's on. So I'm I'm excited to watch. I just I like Seattle. Yeah, I do too. I, I think the other thing with that pick, by the way, to go back to it for Atlanta is, it would have been one thing if they had found a way back into the first round and taken a receiver, just because there were so many different receivers. Right? They went defense again in the second round. They took uh, a defensive end out of Auburn named Marlon Davidson. So they did try. They did make an effort to shore up their defense, but you just wonder, was the value there to take a cornerback at 16? Um, doesn't it's, sound like from what you said you talked to somebody that, that it was there. I, I haven't read too much about how this guy's done in camp. I mean, I guess the good news for him is he goes up against Julio. We'll get to see him against DK. Um, but I'm with you. Uh, I like Seattle here minus two. Well, I, I was listening to a podcast with a Dallas reporter talking about how for a long period of time – he said the one major difference of McCarthy from Garrett is Garrett didn't have a lot of pull with Jerry, and even Steven, but mainly Jerry. Just because Jerry, there was a boss relationship. Not that McCarthy is Jerry's equal, but there is a level of Jerry does want to make, McCarthy's coming from the Packers, like he knows how to win. He said this year for the first time in a handful of years, us Cowboy beat reporters and people that cover the Cowboys had no clue who they were going to draft. Before it was always like, ah. Oh, they, they, they love Vander Esch. Oh, Zeke's the guy because Jerry Jerry can't keep his mouth shut. This year, it no one really knew. And one thing that Jerry's admitted since is they were planning on going defense, and CeeDee Lamb fell into their lap. And I think th- my example for the Falcons is one credit I'd give the Cowboys over this past seven, eight years. They've drafted really well. And I think Atlanta taking CeeDee Lamb – I would say Atlanta with CeeDee Lamb, I'd be like, why wouldn't they have one of the best offenses in the league? The irony is it feels like they drafted a guy Jerry would have wanted. My question with that is going to be, uh, I guess we can get to Dallas here. Well, they're the Sunday night game. I'll get to them later. But my my one follow-up to that is, is Jerry still going to be doing post-game press conferences? I would imagine, yes. All right, John, next up. This is an interesting quarterback game. I've got it right now. The Bills, a six-and-a-half-point favorite against the Jets six and a half point favorite against the Jets we'll see um you know what the Josh Allen ownership in DraftKings is very interesting but this is an awesome matchup I mean I I I think we've both talked about it not to call it a make or break year for Sam Darnold but just kind of a is it are you going to take a step year and then you know what this feels like for Josh Allen is it's like what Baker Mayfield's second year was Everybody was kind of wondering what you were. Now everyone's kind of all in on you. Can you add to it, or are you just going to be this guy, right? Um, because obviously the physical ceiling is so high. It's what we've always talked about with him. But can he put it together and make this team like a legitimate contender? Could they get to the AFC Championship game? Well, I 
when I think Odell Beckham, like when they got Odell Beckham for Baker, it's actually not a great fit. Like I, I don't think of Baker as some huge arm guy. He's really more of a Drew Brees. Like they should have tried to get more like a Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams for him. Yeah. Where when you think Josh Allen, you think like the higher character, harder worker, Jamarcus Russell, right? If I just said Josh Allen sat on his knees at the goal line, could he get it close to the other goal line? You'd be like, <laughs> you know, I don't know if he can get it there, but I bet he can get pretty close. Like, is it fair to say I'd like he's got to the see biggest, him try? Is is it fair to say he's got the biggest arm in the league? Like even over Mahomes, just yeah. if they just stood Stafford. at a throwing contest. Yeah, Stafford, right, would be the other guy. I'm fascinated to watch him and Diggs, and I, I talked to Sean McDermott at the combine. And he said, listen, we understand the criticisms of Josh. But he said, look at last year. Going into his second year, everyone said he had no touch on short and intermediate balls. And if you remember, they got him like Cole Beasley. And they drafted him a running back. And they just got more consistent, he said, throwing wheel routes and throwing underneath routes to his slot receivers. And he's like, he improved dramatically in that area. Now the question is, can he improve his deep ball accuracy? And at the time, they hadn't traded for digs yet. But they got him a top two or three deep ball wide receiver in the league. I mean, a guy that can fucking play, right? Now, he's also a guy that can get a little pissed off. So, you know. Make him happy. Is he, is he throwing a tantrum if he overthrows him? I, I, I'm just, I, I think Josh Allen's going to be good, guy. I, I, I really am. And I don't have much, there's not like tangible evidence to go like, this is a trajectory. Like, it is kind of a bold pick, but I'm, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm rooting for him. And I, I think their team clearly it feels like the overwhelming pick to win that division by any football fan. Like, who's going to win the AFC East? People just be like the Bills, right? There's some pressure that goes along with that, though, when you haven't really done much. Well, exactly. And I think part of the expectation with him, you win 10 games, it's like, okay, now you're going to be better this year, right? Like, if he's the same guy for the next four years, we're not talking about him the same way. Still going to be their starting quarterback, but we're not talking about him, we're not talking about him the same way. And I remember... That playoff game they played where, at first, I was kind of wondering if I'd made a mistake, but I picked against them, against Houston, solely because of him. I was like, I don't believe he can make all the throws to win a playoff game. That's necessary. And early on, remember, didn't they get out to like a 13 nothing lead in that game? I think they were I think it was – I, I watched it over a quarantine, 16 nothing. 16 – well – but, but and, and, and it felt like Houston was terrible. It was like, they're going to kill him. Yeah. And, and obviously they didn't. They went to overtime, and Houston won in overtime. But well, then De- then DeAndre and Deshaun are like, "Hey, we're here." Yeah, and that's kind of the next level, right? It's like, can, can you just in the games where nothing's working right? Here's the other thing with them. It'll be interesting. And this game's at home now. Again, it's the Jets. This is a team that has like a, a significant home field advantage, right? Both in weather and. Now, maybe not a weather advantage when they play the Jets, but just in terms of environment. I mean, they they threw uh, dildos on the field once, not that long but, ago. But, guys, there aren't going to be fi- there are no fans. That's what I'm saying. So that's yeah. just a different element with them. Like, oh, yeah. I think batteries at Santa is what the Eagles always get uh, stuck with, but dildos on the field, like, that's way more interesting than batteries. And we never talk about they threw dildos. Can I can I give one guy that we haven't mentioned? Probably know. you and me haven't mentioned this in a podcast. This guy's name, Le'Veon Bell. It wasn't that long ago. It was like one of the best players in the league. Like it was just it was inarguable, right? Statistically, the eye test. He might just stink now. But what? But what if he's actually still good? I know the reports out of camp said he was terrible. Is he just awful? I mean, is, he, is Le'Veon Bell just out of the league in a year? 
Because that would have kind of like the Jets did sign the guy to be their star player, right. and he just stinks. But is some that's of that, kind of crazy. It is. I mean, I think would we not blame Adam Gase if that's the, for, with some of that? Well, no. I mean, if the guy can't run or move, because my friends in the NFL just say when you watch him, he looks dramatically slower, and he's never been a speed demon, but like his burst and. Remember the Steelers, he used to like play receiver. He was unstoppable. I mean, he was like the number one fantasy pick for a couple back-to-back years, and you felt good about getting him. Yeah. You're like, I got Le'Veon Bell. Right. Right? And now the guy's just like, toxic, night touching him. <laughs> uh, Couldn't pay me to draft that guy. A couple other things in that game. Remember, they took Denzel Mims in the second round. They went receiver in a receiver-heavy draft. Uh, and they took Mekhi Becton against, you know, a good defense right now. So, yeah, interesting little. I'm, I'm excited to watch this game. What does uh, Detroit, mi- uh, yeah, Detroit minus three against the Bears do for you? Anything? Well, I mean, Nagy's my guy. Uh, I-, I despise Mitch Trubisky. That they, st- I understand why they started him, uh, but yeah, not much. Jeff, <laughs> I have Jeff a, I, I have a, I have a little cash on uh, on the Bears. I, I do think plus three against a team that, let's just face it, is not very good. Like I, I know the. Feels like the Lions are getting a lot of buzz. Oh, like Peter King's picking them to win the division. I think this Matt is Stafford. Let me check. Be an MVP notes, candidate. I think this is the twelfth year in a row they're getting some buzz, but I could be wrong about that. Maybe it's the yeah, eighth. I mean, it, I, I I I can't take them that seriously. And I'm a Matt Stafford fan. Uh, I I think the Bears just go in there and smother them. One thing to keep smother an eye them on, by winning like twelve to ten. I don't know. Khalil Mack had uh, popped up on the injury report middle of the week. Nobody knew there was anything wrong with him, and. He was listed middle of the week as questionable with a knee, I think was limited in that practice. So just, you know, it's hard to know early on before we've seen anybody. A bunch of guys are questionable, and we don't know, are they just on the list or are they really questionable? So something to watch with Khalil. Uh, I, I, one thing on the Bears yeah, is, if you remember last year, at one point in time, Roquan Torres Peck out for the season. Danny Trevathan got hurt. Hakeem Hicks got hurt. Like, their front seven... Let's say Khalil Mack, worst case scenario, can't play. They add Robert Quinn, who they love as a scheme fit from talking to people there. Their defense is really good. They think their defense is going to be better than it was last year. And their defense actually last year was like a top six or seven defense. Everyone acted like they took a huge step back. The main reason was because their offense was atrocious. To me, if their offense can just get back to the mean and their defense can just maintain and even be a little bit better... when you have an excellent defense, and if your offense is just solid, you're going to be in the mix, right? Like, they hang their hat on something. I, I just don't know what the Detroit Lions hang their hat on. That's why I couldn't pick them to be, like, some sleeper 10-win team. Uh, and then selfishly for us, Jalen Johnson, at least for me, I haven't watched him at Utah. He was one of their premium. I think he was, like, with the highest defensive signee they'd had, maybe the first four-star guy they'd ever gotten at Utah. He was the second-round pick of the Bears. So cornerback typed in Khalil Mack to Twitter Chuck Pagano on Khalil Mack about an hour ago he's healthy he feels great great now that's just, th- Thursday afternoon okay yeah. good good maybe it's nothing just keep but keep an eye on it keep, keep an, an eye, eye. <laughs> uh okay I, I by my count we've got four premium games well I would say th- uh yeah four premium games on Sunday this is one of them Packers, Vikings, Minnesota minus two and a half. I saw our buddy Jeff Short's tweet on Thursday morning. He's like, am I missing something? Because Packers plus two and a half feels like a sucker bet. Um, I went quickly to the injury report. A-Rod scheduled to play. I think he's pissed off, John. I think he's angrier than people think, and everyone thinks he's angry. 
Um, I do like the Packers in this game. But maybe Jeff's right. Maybe it's a sucker bet. We talked about it the other day. Minnesota has like nine combined starts from its cornerbacks. They lost a lot in their defensive backfield. So, uh, but but anyway, it's it's a great game. If I think Danell Hunter yesterday, like short term IR, uh, Yannick and Dockway is there though. That's true. They still have a good they still have a good front seven. I mean, Eric Hendricks really good. Obviously, Barr's been there forever. They still have Harrison Smith in their secondary. Dalvin Cook, Thielen, Justin Jefferson was kind of a ready made wide receiver rookie guy. You know, they add Kubiak is now their offensive coordinator. Kubiak's one of those guys that, like, every other year he's like, gets too sick, needs to leave the league, and then he just gets the itch, and he's like, I- I'm back. I it's can incredible. just be a coordinator. And then he becomes a coordinator. I-, I-, I'm- I don't know if it's a sucker bet, but I-, I take the Vikings a little more seriously, I feel, than some people. But I'm with you. I think the Rodgers is going to come back screaming. But when you do look at their depth chart, now, granted, it's the same depth chart as last year. You remove our guy, Devontae Adams, home of Pally High School, Fresno State Bulldog, an absolute baller. It's a lot of Lazards and MVSs and just like, this is who they're rolling with. Like, they are depending on, it ain't Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, and Devontae, right? It's not Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, and Donald Driver. Right. Like, those days, it, it doesn't look like that when you see the names. No. And now, they, part and of being got- a great quarterback sometimes is you, Julian Edelman wasn't Julian Edelman became, until he came Julian Edelman. Like, one of these guys could just... Devontae Adams and Lazard, right? It could become that. It doesn't feel like it will, but it's it's that to me is their biggest question mark, right? Like, do they have enough firepower? Yeah, which is a legit question. I mean, they were middle of the road team last year in points per game, but part of that was your guy MVS, who took it took me like seven weeks to figure his name out, Marquez Valdez Scantling, who had and honestly, guy, I kind of like him. Like, I'm not, I'm nice not anti, but it wasn't to yeah. your point, it wasn't. You know, I sometimes I think we talk about him like he had 90 catches, he had 56 catches. I just remember in their heyday, in Rodgers' heyday, they rolled out at oh, minimum. Sorry, sorry, he had 26 catches. They, they were, I think, did Lazard have a bigger year? Yeah, 35 catches. Yeah, I, I just think they used to roll out three guys who just felt like bona fide starters, right? It'd be like Jordy, Randall Cobb, and, and just Devontae. Or even early on when it was like Jennings, Driver, and Randall or Jordy were young. And they just, it was just like, God, they got wide receivers. And now it feels like Devontae's just begging for help and they draft a guy that's their third string quarterback. Which I I, I do think is in somewhat the elephant in the room with this team. Not that it's not about him and Rodgers anymore, but it's the elephant in the room. Did you kind of fuck your team this year? Well, exactly. Yep. Right? Yep. Because let's say they're really competitive and they're like eight and eight, and it was like, God, we were just a piece or two away. And does Rogers start getting resentful, right? If he's throwing a guy's dropping the ball, well, that's the other part, right? Doing? Like I said, he's angry, so I'm betting on him. But maybe that's the reason to bet against him. Is anger the best emotion for your quarterback to have? It's one thing. Well, when you say he's always got a little chip on his shoulder true, edge to him, but but he's not angry at the opponent. He's angry at his own team. Yeah. Now, maybe whatever. You throw a touchdown despite your team, you threw a touchdown. So what difference does it make? But what, if, you, if you had to bet $500, which one of these two teams is more likely to make the playoffs? Minnesota. Just you feel their total operation is just more buttoned I, up? Yeah, even though all the things I said about why I think the Packers – and again, I wouldn't, but just because I said I, if I had to pick it, I would take the Packers, but I wouldn't bet this game. 
But I just think Minnesota's more reliable. I think their floor's higher. Over the over the course of Yeah, the over the course of really, season. Really, wouldn't you say, if you were saying, I'm going to put $500 on the Packers to make the playoffs, the number one reason, you just like, I think Rodgers is going to go nuts. But right? I saw last year, like, do I... He actually had a good statistical season. It wasn't he like 26 and 4 or, or something? Can he carry them? Yeah, it was really... I mean, they went 13 yeah. and 3. It's, it's like... It's hard. Remember, Devontae we, got hurt and missed several games. The, and they still went 13 and 3. But you and I, like, I just go back to what you and I thought week after week after week after week. That was not a thirteen and three level team. I know that I, I've read several places. They they are over the last like decade easily the most flawed, you know, thirteen and three team I think in like the history of the league. Like seriously, like point differential, yards per play, like all all their analytical metrics, and, and definitely the eye test was like, are these guys really that good? And then we saw them play the Niners, and it was like, yeah, they're not twice, <laughs> twice. Yeah. All right, John. Next up, uh, here we go. A rematch of the Week 17 upset. The Patriots were a 17-and-a-half-point favorite when they lost with something on the line to the uh, to the Dolphins. The Patriots are a six-and-a-half-point favorite now with Cam Newton starting. Uh, this is another t- uh, 10 a.m. game. We're, we're on the 10 a.m. game still. You know, uh, Cam, okay, then what? Nikhil? Nikhil, Olashewski, Olszewski, <laughs> Sorry, I Edelman, right. uh, Damian Harris. I, I think a lot of people act like the Titans put the stake in the dynasty. If you really like take a step back, you could argue it was the Dolphins cost them the two seed. There would have been a huge element of like Belichick has a week off. Take your deep breath. You play in a team that's now had to play. The Chiefs would have not got a bye. It had massive butterfly effect, right, on the NFL. The Dolphins beating them in that game. And obviously they lost. And they might have lost their first playoff game no matter what, but I would like Belichick a little bit more off a bye than just reeling after the Dolphins' loss. I still think the Dolphins are, like, one of the most... And I don't think people are acting like the Dolphins are the Cardinals, but I do think the Dolphins get a lot of love for a shitty team. It's like, oh, Brian Flores! Like, oh, the first Belichick... Oh, yeah, the Belichick coach knows what he's doing! They act like he won nine games. I mean, guy, his team, up until December, we acted like their team was the biggest joke we've ever... Not, they actually played hard, but they weren't winning. They traded all their players. They won some games down the stretch. And I think we've seen this before, and that's probably a good argument for the Atlanta Falcons. Now, they won more than just some, right? I think they won six or seven games over the last, like, two months. But I do think when you... The season represents who you are, Right? sometimes we just take a month capsule. It's like, well, yeah, you got hot. And teams, once they start looking at your, uh, we're playing the 2-12 and 12 Dolphins, it's easy to like kind of lay an egg. Regardless what your coach is telling you, I don't take the Dolphins very seriously. Tua's not even starting yet. I'd be much more intrigued in them Tua, if you told me Tua was their starter. Still, tech, still on the, I mean, he's the backup, but he's on the injury report. Like he's, yeah, so... I mean, they're all in on, and they're not all in on. I mean, they have to be because I just think they're slow playing it. I don't think their talent's there. When you look at their wide receivers, they did sign Byron Jones, their corner. So you'd say their DBs are actually solid. I'll just, the, I know the guy that they drafted from USC is Austin Jackson. Yeah. Most people I knew in the league thought he was a major project, and they took him yes. pretty high in the first round. And people around the Pac-12 thought the same, John. So I, I just think he's young. This, isn't he like nine? Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, not nineteen. I, I think if the Dolphins are going to be good, we are like two years away. And when I say good, I just mean like you can take them seriously. I would. I, I 
I'd go out on a limb and say they win five games this year. And this ain't one of them. When you type in Austin Jackson, you actually get the outfielder first, not the Yeah, I would imagine tackle. that. I mean, this this guy's got a ways to go. Um I mean, you think you think Cam goes nuts? I mean, that's probably one of the biggest stories of the week, it, right? It's a ma- it's fantastic, right? Cam on any other team would not be this big of a story. Part of this is Bill, post Brady Bill, and it's not post Brady Bill with Jarrett Stidham. We'd be talking ourselves into that one today too, like, oh, let's see, is Stidham the guy? But now it's post Brady Bill with Cam, and I know you know he's five years removed from one of the greatest quarterback seasons we've ever seen. But what is he? Thirty? Thirty one? Yeah, thirty one. I think. He's coming off his worst two-year stretch and banged up shoulder, foot. He's got to get he, through the game, right, and then get through the next game. That's true. Would, would you say it was the low point really last last year for Cam and Belichick? I mean, Belichick lost to the Dolphins and lost to the Titans at home. And again, Belichick's low point is at the highest scale of low points possible. But it was definitely the low point in Cam's career. He got cut. The, te- the way the team, you know, like farewelled the Cam, yet he was still on the team. It was really weird. They, they didn't treat him right for a guy that did a lot. No. For their franchise. You, you and I both it was just thought the whole thing was just kind of minor league. And I just think Belichick, for the first time in a, what seems for a long time, now he's had adversity like losing in the AFC Championship game where he went to eight straight or losing in the Super Bowl. But losing in the first round to the Titans and Vrabel, I, that ain't... I, I think Bill's going to be on a fucking mission. Now... I had a buddy in the NFL tell me, he said, John, Google their depth chart on defense. And besides Stephon Gilmore, name me who these guys are. So it's just, you know, Chung's gone, Hightower's gone. Well, half gone. their team felt like they opted out. Yeah. Uh, Van Oy got signed. Jamie Collins is gone. Like, their defense, the core of that unit, beside Gilmore, who is a star, is just not there. Lawrence and then guy. I'm like, well, is hey, McCourty hey, hey, still good? Lawrence, Lawrence guy. He's still there. Yep. But they, McC- they don't... Like you they, said, McCourt, the McCourties. McCourty. But the one brother's not as good as the safety. He did use a second-round pick on a linebacker, a third-round pick on a linebacker, a sixth-round pick on a linebacker. A Took second round pick last on, year in the, se- in the second round. Second-round pick on a safety. Yeah. But his point is, like, these, this ain't From Hightower Ryan, and Jamie forget, Collins. John. What? What what was Kyle Duggar's last game? I mean, it was at Lenore Ryan. I don't know who they played. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I just th- th- at one point in time they were statistically the best defense in the league last year, right? Scoring defense. Well, like I said now, earlier, they were second in the league in point differential. Now I think there was a stretch their first eight or nine games. Remember they did not play a playoff team, and they played the Bills twice the second half of the season, and then it got a little harder. It turned out the Patriots were a little overrated last year, right? Well, they, it was their worst team of the decade. Yeah, I mean, they still won 12 games. Again, they, they bar played, high. They worst played team the Bills of the decade's first round matchup. They played the Bills week four? Yeah. Okay, so... so. They, they were like... The, right, they got the 8-0 too, remember? And then they lost to the Ravens. Um, But they lost three of their last five games to finish the season. Remember the Texans kicked their ass on a Sunday night? I remember being in Hawaii for Thanksgiving and being watching that game on TV like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. All right, Cam it is. Uh, Next up, John, Philadelphia is on the road. They are the Eagles. They are favored by six points against football team. As I said to you before this podcast going through these games, it's something we all know. I think we take for granted that we're about to start an NFL season and one of the teams doesn't have a name. Doesn't have a name. Washington football team. Uh, Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio. Dwayne Haskins, Chase Young, 
So some interesting storylines, but I, I just we, we cannot ignore the fact that Washington is going to play a game without a name. Yeah, it's a little bizarre. I I just think their team. I mean, every time I, I see some weird storyline on social media, it's the Redskins are being sued. The Redskins have former employees that came out and said that Dan Snyder did something. That another thing leaks. Like they they do got a lot of weird stuff going on with their ownership. Now, how that impacts Ron Rivera, who has cancer. I, I don't know. It's a great point, right? Like, the fact that they don't have a team name is, like, the fifth story with them right now. It, it got a lot of moving parts. You, you look at their offensive roster. They don't really have a skill guy beside Terry McLaurin that I, I think you feel comfortable, like, this guy's any good. Their starting tight end is a former quarterback in Logan Thomas. I think their quarterback, while being a first-round pick just last year, is a major question mark, right? I mean, he had a pretty terrible rookie season. It wasn't just skills. It was, you know, rumors are he didn't know the playbook. He didn't prepare hard. I was reading the story that Ron Rivera, one of the first things he sat him down was like, you just, we're depending on you to be a more mature human being. We're depending on you to be, that's part of being a quarterback. Now, granted, everything I've read, he did a good job. I, like, Ron's been impressed. They named him the starter. I don't think they just handed him the starter, right? If Kyle Allen had beat him out, maybe they had gone that way. So I, I think from all accounts, this guy's had a good training camp. But there is a chance he's just not that good, right? <laughs> like there's, He just might not be that good. And, and in fairness to him, there might not be enough talent on him, even if he was decent, to even show it. Well, who's the best school guy on that team offensively? Uh, yeah, I mean the McLaren guy from Ohio State. Terry. And, yeah, I just I, I think they're going to Vernon Davis is another. an actor now. Yeah, their defense might be decent. Adrian Peterson got cut. Chase, so, we got we got Chase Young, um, Jason Peters in this game. Yeah, who you see, he got a little raise. I did, yeah. left like to me, my question are the Eagles going to be that good? Like, I go back and forth. Like they do have some names, but you lose your left tackle to a torn pack. Jason Peters, who basically kind of came out of retirement to play guard, they had to move to left tackle. Your first round, my, your, your top receiver, Jalen Rager, just started practicing this week. Miles Sanders are starting running back, a kid from Penn State. Yep. The second-year guy's been banged up. I don't think Alshon's, Alshon's back yet. missed the whole offseason. At any moment, Deshaun could get hurt in warm-ups. Uh, I mean, they're dependent on, like, Greg Ward Jr. Now, I think the one thing you feel best about the Eagles is, like, their head coach has proven he's pretty solid, right? He's yeah, but the problem is their quarterback It's just, are you guys winning, the, winning your division if Carson Wentz gets hurt? No. Do you think we see Jalen Hurts in this game? You know, I think it makes sense to give him some pack some plays just because you might need them. And I, I, I do think one of the storylines with the NFL early is like, what are coaches going to do with young players who they think they might need? Right? Like, what do you do if you're the Chargers and you're up? We haven't gotten to their game yet because they're in the afternoon. But what do you do? You're the Chargers. You're playing the Bengals. You're up 17 to start the fourth quarter. Do you give Herbert a series or two, or is that too? Is that just too risky because we have had no preseason games. Like, what happens if Tyrod Taylor goes down week four and Justin Herbert hasn't had a single live snap in an NFL game? Not even yeah, and, ba- and, ba- and barely practice with the ones. Barely right? practice with the ones. No preseason action. So I do think that's one of the interesting things is, like, what do you do? Do we see it? Maybe the fourth quarter up 17 is not the scenario. Maybe the scenario is the fifth drive of the game. You know, if, if your offense is rolling and it's the middle of the second quarter, can you get a series in? Just so he, just so we have some clue whether or not this guy can 
do any. I, I don't know. Or maybe you just go, you know what? We got to treat him like he is the backup quarterback on a college football team where he steps on the field. Like it happens in college, right? Guys play and they really have not been on the field before. But you'd say they probably have been on the field in their FCS non-conference game for a series yeah. for a quarter. I don't know. I just think that's one of the interesting storylines. And the Eagles are a great example because if you're Doug Peterson, you're sitting there going, the odds are that we're going to have to turn to Jalen Hurts and tell him to put his helmet on at some point. Not because we want to, but because we have to. I think we see him in some packages because the one thing he can really do is run. So you you could and do the some one wildcat thing you do with not him. Not want Carson to do is run. Yeah. So I I'm fascinated to just watch Carson Wentz this year. Yeah. He finished the season on such a high note that last month he was unreal. Now he it was against him, the right? Redskins, the Giants, and the Cowboys. None of them made the playoffs, and two of them were atrocious. <laughs> And then I, I, we were all really excited, even though his team was undermanned. So was Seattle, remember, yep. in that playoff game. Like, this is a big moment for Carson. He gets to win a playoff game with a shitty team. And just like, hey, guys, like, I, I can do this too. We're not going to win the Super Bowl this year, but I can win a playoff game. Boom, gets injured. And now the next training camp, he has a little injury, missed a couple practices. I feel like the freakout starts again. There, there is just... Once you get this elephant in the room of a narrative about you as a star player when you're paid a lot, it is hard to shake, right? Yeah. I think you see it like in the NBA with like Russell Westbrook. You see it with like Chris Paul. I think you see it in football definitely right now with Carson Wentz. Is this famous guy that everyone in football agrees is really talented, that if he's on, you can win a Super Bowl with, yet they did win a Super Bowl without him. (laughs) And then he's had his moments, but then he's... Not had as much. It's just weird. I, he's just had one of the more fascinating, interesting careers in a four or five year span. I think we've like ever seen in NFL history because you could take a- every angle on it and like have a pretty credible argument. Well, Unless you just said the guy's a scrub, but I'm just saying like nine just, times out of ten, what happened to him results in you just not being the starting quarterback on your team anymore. It's called getting wall but, but but when I told you that he was tra- they traded a boatload for him. Well, that's he what I'm saying two. is that because yeah. he's that because he's that because he is this good we think it doesn't happen. But what happened to him usually just is like well I guess all that guy that got hurt and got replaced by the Super Bowl MVP was going to have to go find another team. But that's yeah. not what happened in this case, understandably. But I don't think if you said to people give me his touchdowns, interceptions, and yards last year, you'd go 27 and seven touchdowns to interception, and over 4,000 yards. He had four game-winning drives. I mean, he was, by many measures, pretty damn good. And he was not... Deshaun played week one, gone. Alshon, I think, hates him and got hurt, right? The Ertz was banged up. Like, they, they lost different players throughout the year. He was throwing these touchdowns to a guy that was in the AAF. Greg Ward, who I actually is pretty good. They used Greg a second-round pick on a guy that didn't really contribute much, right, last year? No, not till the end of the season, really. Or stay away. Yeah, side. just... Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about him. Who, who were you just, talking about? I was talking about Miles Sanders, oh. but he might have been the third round. But maybe they used two second-round picks that year. But is J.J. Ortega-Whiteside just not good? <laughs> and in fairness, like that would be a defense of Carson, right? That's not his fault. You guys, you know, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, we take J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, right? That's what Carson's like. Because wouldn't you say that D.K. Metcalf would be a good fit with Carson Wentz? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, all right, last um, last game here. Uh, actually, not the last game. We've got a couple more morning games. Raiders at Panthers. We've talked about this game a lot this week. Raiders are a three-point favorite right now. Uh, McCaffrey, 
you know, to me, this game's about what we've been talking about, John Gruden and Carr. Like, the schedule's really difficult. They've got a particularly difficult stretch coming up here after this game. They need this game. I, I, I think this is absolutely must win for the Raiders, one. Two, they just have a huge advantage. They have cohesion. They have a, a quarterback, a coach, some skill guys on offense. Their coaching staff now has been together for a while. This isn't just a new coaching staff. It's not like, you know, they're facing Kevin Stefanski. They're, ta- they're facing a guy that was just a Baylor and was a Temple like three years ago, right? And they're facing a, court, a coach who was a quality control coach for Sean Payton like two and a half years ago. Like all this has happened pretty fast for Carolina. I, I, I think you just look at the rosters. Carolina got rid of Cam, Keekley retired, cut Greg Olson. Like they just kind of hit the reset button. And you have the Raiders who kind of have this nucleus of guys. Darren Waller, pro bowler. Josh Jacobs, pro bowl level player. Their offensive line's really good. Derek, I mean, had one of his better statistical seasons. You have, you've drafted all these guys on defense. You signed these guys on defense. I, to me, the Raiders should win this game, guy. Like I, under You lose this game, that is a debacle, right? Of all the teams, if you were to lose week one, just given a couple years in, you're paying the coach all this money, you've invested all this, it would be a and and when you factor in the opponent who you're playing, it would be a really bad loss. Yep. And the pressure then you'd feel week week two home opener against the Saints before you go to New England, before you play Buffalo, before you go to Kansas City, before you play Tampa, before you go to Cleveland and the Chargers. I I I, I put money the on the Raiders guy. I, I I did a little parlay, even though I told myself last year no more parlays ever, but I just couldn't help it because I went Bears Raiders. A uh, little risky, but I just, under no circumstances, can I, I, I close my eyes, the, the Raiders should just win this game. And, and honestly, kind of hand, like, you should just win it by, well, like, 10 points. What does a playoff team do in this game, right? And even at the end of the year, we go, oh, the Panthers kind of figured it out. There is no reason for them to have it figured out right now. No. What does a playoff, a playoff team wins this game by two scores? Well, the Panthers' defense should be atrocious, and to me, uh, you just... If, if you told me their game plan all week was just corral 22, make everyone else beat you, I'd be like, I got no issue with that. <laughs> you know, yeah, but I would Who even, else is going to beat you? If, uh, agreed, but I would even argue if you told me McCaffrey goes for 250 total yardage and three scores, I'd go, okay, well, shouldn't your offense be able to score 38 points on them then, right? You got Gruden, 100. you got Darren Waller, you drafted Henry Ruggs in the first round, you got Renfro, you drafted Brian Edwards, Josh Jacobs is back, Derek Carr, good offensive line, you got a right tackle, it's making as much money as your quarterback, like, shouldn't yeah. you be able to blow them out even if they score? Like, that That would be my thing. And, like yeah, you me, said the other me, day, you they invested in their linebackers. So, yeah. Gruden and Carr have been together for a long, like, this should be, if the Raiders should score 30 points in this game. Bottom line. Yep. All right, John, before we move on and get to the rest of the games on this Sunday, let's tell the people about Manscaped. Manscaped.com. The promo code is HAM for 20% off and free shipping. We use it. A lot of uh, you guys listening have already invested. For the rest of you, get in on it. Invest in yourself, John. What has been the theme of 2020? Self-care. Self-care, Mental and physical. Every inch. (laughs) Every inch. From your testes up to your head. Manscaped.com, the lawnmower 3.0. Guy got it. Can you can you hear that buzz? Can I you can hear, hear that it. buzz. I don't hear any nicks. That's the lawnmower 3.0 guy. 
USB charged. It's got a little LED light. Oh, also, do you know this? Waterproof. Take it in the shower with you if you need Easy be. Easy cleanup. Yeah, it, no nicks and cuts because we've all been there, had some battle wounds. Manscaped.com, promo code HAM. Get on it right now. We got you, guy. 20% off, free shipping. I, I don't know how you beat it. Just go to their website. I'd highly recommend the Lawnmower 3.0, but they got a bunch of other stuff. Toiletry bag. They got some boxer briefs. They got crop preservers. You name it, they got yeah. it. Check it out. You're right. For a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped boxer briefs if the subscription is the way you want to go. Uh, there's also the Crop Reviver, which is the soothing aloe witch hazel extract to give you a little boost. The Crop Preserver, the anti-chafing ball deodorant. Uh, and like John said, just the... Lawnmower 3.0, that is the uh, cleanup hitter in the Manscaped lineup. 20% off free shipping. Manscaped.com, promo code HAM. Onward to the rest of the games this Sunday. How about this sneaky? I got this as a sneaky game in the morning, John. Indy at Jacksonville. Indy is an eight-point favorite. Um... There's not a lot to love about Jacksonville. I am really interested because I've watched every game he's played in his college career and he was banged up, but I thought coming into last year, people thought maybe he could be a quote-unquote lottery pick. Uh, LaVisca Chenault, who the Jags took. Um, and then I think the other question with them is like, are they barreling towards, I think we all think it's just Trevor Lawrence. Is Trevor going to have to beg out of Jacksonville and tell him he's not going to play there? Kind of feels like that's what they want is to get that guy, but they got Gardner Minshew. I mean, fans seem to like him. I don't know. And then obviously all the storylines with the Colts. So I got to unmute my I got to unmute my mic here. Lavishka Chanel. There, there's some buzz about him in Jacksonville. Have you seen this? Like he's had a good camp. They like him. A lot. I have seen like that. Jake yes. Gordon, he he's gonna play. They're, they're like if he's it, good. I saw one thing that is like how many carries is he gonna get? <laughs> Well, so if he's good, DJ Chark's pretty good. Gardner, I think it's yet to be determined. Like, is he... I think he got a little you know, over the top last year, but... Yeah, I think he's more Case Keenum, Chase Daniel, that kind of that mold than like some 10-year NFL starter, right? And I think this year is going to be very difficult. Now, Jay Gruden's offense, which is the Shanahan's, the zone, you know, it's, it's can be quarterback-friendly, their defense should be atrocious. The Colts on paper guy are really good. They have an excellent offensive line. T.Y. in theory is healthy. I think they just made that, Ryan Kelly the highest paid center in the league. You have Jonathan Taylor to go with Marlon Mack. That's I love Jonathan Taylor in college. You add our, our guy, Michael Pittman Jr., who Phillip Rivers, when I think Phillip Rivers, you close your eyes, you just think 6'2", 6'3", wide receivers, high point the ball. Like That's his type guy. It's actually perfect for him. Is he any good anymore? I mean, if you live on the West Coast like we do, you will end up watching a lot of Chargers games. And I, I thought well, the Rivers, last five minutes of a lot of Chargers. The last games. five minutes, but you, you stumble in a couple when they're good ones, right? On a Monday night or a Thursday night. He, I thought he was terrible last year. Now it might have been the offensive line because if his offensive line's bad, right, he can't move, so it looks really bad. So you go, well, that should neutralize a little bit because he's got such a good guys up front blocking for him, but. I just thought his his arm's never been great, but I it, it it was off. I mean, it was ugly, and I think there's there is a chance, right? But the majority of our life growing up, a guy like him, thirty eight, you just be like, it's over, and there's a chance it's just over. 
Now, it, it, I haven't read any of that stuff coming out of the indie, but listen, I, this year I'm not putting much stock into what I read about older players. We'll see. I, I got, I'm just keeping an eye on rivers of just being done. Yeah. Now, here's the other thing, right? Is if he is, they can still be solid. It's not, yeah, they, Jacoby Brissett, it's not like uh, Jacob Eason didn't beat him out, by the way. Yeah. Nor should he beat him out. Uh, not a shocker. So, uh, but if Rivers is good, they're good, right? If Rivers is good, they're yeah. Good. And even if he's not, I still think they're kind of a high floor team, right? Which is Chris Ballard. If we just took what Chris Ballard drafts and just applied it to the whole organization, I, they're just they're like a, they're like a Minnesota type. They're just tough, physical, uh, lower well lower ceiling. I would say, I would say lower ceiling too. But Rivers, if he's just good, is a better player than Kirk Cousins, right? You would trust Philip Rivers over Kirk. If Cousins. I told you you could have one of those guys for twenty twenty, who would you take? Probably Cousins. I would take Kirk. Like, if I told you Cousins was the Colts quarterback, you'd be like, Colts are a playoff team, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah. I, it, yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, final morning game. This is also a 10 a- These are all the 10 a.m.s. Uh, why don't they stretch them out? Huh? Why, why, do they, why do they go so heavy in the morning? Nine, because nine they morning like the, games. Do they like that window to let Tampa and Saints just kind of get their love? They like the primetime game like the afternoon game that they view as a huge game, the CBS game or Fox game to just crush. Yeah. Clearly. Cause uh, they always do this. Like the mornings are just loaded and the afternoons like two or three. Now we're lucky because the Niners typically play in the afternoons a lot of the time, but it's just like, we're lucky that they're I good mind, because we watch them. Yeah. I wouldn't mind a half and half. I Couldn't we go like six and seven. Um, I do like it this way because the teams that we quote unquote have to watch usually play the afternoon games. Yeah, true. Um, all right, Cleveland and Baltimore, John. Cleveland is an eight-point underdog. Baltimore minus eight. Remember, Cleveland kind of blew them out last year, week f- uh, four. It was Baker's highest passing output of the year. He threw for 342 yards. Uh, Lamar threw a couple picks. Nick Chubb ran for 165 yards and three touchdowns in that game. Jarvis went off. But, yeah. um, you know, that was about the highlight. Uh, when it was all said and done, Freddie went packing. So, you know, Baltimore, I would imagine we look around DraftKings, Lamar is going to have a high ownership this week. I, I think Nick Chubb would be a primetime fantasy football type name. Like, I'm so excited I got a Nick Chubb or something Yo, like you that. You mean the team name? Yeah, it's a good call. Yeah. It's, it definitely exists, right? Yeah. Uh, the best yeah, fantasy name to. I ever saw was, uh, and I think this was maybe like it went around the internet, so everyone probably saw it, but it hurts when Eifert, yeah, that that one that That's was good. One. I, I heard a good one the other day. It's on like Gronky Kong. I mean, they're, it's on they're, like Gronky Kong. Yeah, that one's pretty solid. I think full chub. There's probably a full chub or a half chub in several leagues. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think the Ravens. When you say most people, when you just say the Ravens out loud, everyone's like, "Oh, they're an elite team." And I just they should be really good. They have the MVP. They have just a loaded roster. I, I'd keep an eye out just. When you have an elite rushing attack, and it's not just like you have Adrian Peterson or Barry Sanders or Walter Payton, we're just I'm handing him the ball and he's just doing crazy shit. But where you have like a rushing scheme, the Wildcat, Kaepernick, uh, what the Ravens became, it doesn't usually like you don't get like a six year run of like you know we ran the Wildcat triple option for four years all over the league. Like to me, it has a short shelf life. What the things that have long shelf lives are individual runners. Like, you could just be Adrian Peterson and dominate. 
But I'd, I'd keep an eye on their running attack slowing down a little bit. And if Lamar becomes a great passer or a high-end passer, they'll be fine. And their defense is going to be good. Like, they're really good. Honestly, when you look at the Browns, you go, they are, they're pretty balanced, right? They have a throwing quarterback, in theory. They have a ton of weapons. Jarvis and Pooper, Odell. You have two tight ends. You have two sweet... guy. They just gave uh, Kareem Hunt an extension. You see that the other day? He went from, like, kicking a girl on the ground to everyone wanting him out of the league. I swear to God, my timeline was like, now that is a good deal running back contract. Like, did you guys just forget about when everyone was shitting on the Browns for signing the guy? My entire yes, timeline actually, was like... that's what the Browns counted on, was everybody forgetting. They all forgot, and they're like, that's... Two years, $13 million? Value! You know why? Because Kareem Hunt's good. Kareem Hunt's their backup. Kareem Hunt was the starting running back for one of the best offense we've ever saw like two years ago with the Chiefs. Their offense, skill-wise, is loaded. Like you would say, on paper, would more people, if you just remove the quarterback, take the Browns? Like if, you, if I just gave an offensive coach the option, the Browns or the Ravens? Remove the quarterback. Just the skill guys around it. Yeah. Tight ends, running backs, wide receivers. Pro- probably be the Browns. Browns. Did, did you go through the offensive line? Well, they they drafted a guy. They signed Conklin, right? Right. They, they've added some guys. Treader. They got J.C. Treader. Was he on the, Was he their center last year? Or did they just get him question. from Green Bay? Uh, I think he was their center last year. All right. Well, I guess he's been their center not- for a couple of years. Sorry. Never mind yeah. that. But yeah, they're right. Their tackles are both new. It was their tackles because remember their Lewis tackle and, for Baker Mayfield was terrible. Conklin. Yeah, it was Greg Robinson was their starting left tackle last year. So in theory, they should be much improved. I, I, Stefanski, Joe like Thomas is looking around I, like, what the fuck, man? He's like I know. Don Mattingly, who didn't make the playoffs, and then the Yankees, his whole career, and then the Yankees go on this incredible run after he retires. Now this is they haven't gone on an incredible run yet, but they just they're hopeful. A lot of pressure, though, on Baker Do you Mayfield, like them plus guy. eight? Is that what we're saying here? I, I, I do, yes. Um, all right, afternoon games. Let's start with this one. This I just saw a story that this game is going to be uh, aired. Oh, actually, before I go there, I Googled it. Here's some Reddit names for Bradley Chubb uh, fantasy teams. One guy said, I have David Johnson on my team. My team name is the Chubby Johnson. Um, That's pretty good. It's not bad, yeah. Hot Chubb Time Machine is my favorite. That's pretty good. <laughs> Rub-a-dub chub. Um, my chub hurts. Another Zach Ertz being used That's as the word good. hurt. So uh, let's see if I can find any more here on chub. As long as I don't have to uh, go through a... My chub hurts? Yeah. My, my chub hurts? My That's chub a hurts. good one. Yeah. All right. So there you go. Hot chub time machine. Seems like it's a few places. Um, all right, afternoon game. So I saw this game is going to be on in Baton Rouge, John, so it'll probably do a huge number there. Chargers are minus three at Cincinnati, where Joe Burrow is not only the starting quarterback, he's also a team captain. Seriously? Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Now, in fairness, like, you notice that every coach with captains does it a little differently. Like, I saw Stefanski with the Browns. They're going to have one a week for 16 weeks. He's like, you don't need to see on your chest to be a leader. Some teams have – Tom Sula famously had 45 captains. Uh, f- feels like the Niners have a lot. Like Niners have me, seven. You can have eight, me, they have seven. I, I feel like you should have two captains, like one on offense, one on defense. And But then I bet coaches are like, well, we don't want to leave guys out. It's it's tough. I, I Listen, the number one overall pick making his debut, that's not nothing. Like, number I, one I'm overall pick coming off an historic season. I'm definitely interested to like – you want to guess his box score right now? 
John, we did a video about him, and uh, we think there's a lot working against him. I think he's going to be good. I saw A.J. Green's healthy. Well, that's good because he hasn't had 80 catches in like three or four. I don't think it's – 2015 was the last time A.J. Green had 80 catches. 2015. You got Joe Mixon. Yeah. You got Joe Mixon. They got they drafted T. Higgins the, with the first pick of the second round. Don't forget about that. Let's, let's guess his box score right now. Uh, oh, you go first. I'm going to go um, – Uh, eight, 18 of 29. But see, now Damn. I, I get, what? That's pretty good. <laughs> well, see, I, okay, I I'll, I'll go. I, I'm going to go 14 of 35. They're going to be down. He's going to throw a lot. It's just rookie quarterback. It's going to be difficult. I'll go 200 yards and a touchdown and two picks. Yeah, I was going to go like two, 215, 18. Yeah. Uh, but if he goes, if he completes he, eighteen balls, two fifteen, it's pretty good. Yeah, I to me, he's got a couple picks in him. I mean, they got DBs everywhere. They got a pass rush, maybe a pick and a fumble. I one touchdown, it's not two picks, an e- a fumble. Would you agree? It's not an easy defense to go up against game one. It's, I mean, they got two yeah. elite pass rushers. Even without Derwin James, they got Hayward. They got Chris Harris Jr. Like they draft Kenneth Murray, the Oklahoma linebacker. They just always seem like a pretty physical defense, just in general. The Derwin James is a big loss, not for Joe Burrow. I mean, it's like Gus Brad, Jesus right? Gus Bradley's the defensive coordinator. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. I don't really have a good any. My, my guess is just a, a complete guess. I really have no. Well, I don't idea. either. I'm just. I, I my my point is, I, I I'm expecting it to be a major struggle for the guy, just because it's the NFL. He might become a star player. Do you think it'll be a struggle where you look at him and go? Uh, might he suck, or is it a struggle where it's like, oh, I see a couple good things? Because that's I feel like it'll be that. Yeah, I, I I I bet he has a sweet touchdown pass where it goes like, oh, Burrow, you know, like a sweet scramble. Joey's chasing him, hits like AJ Green John Ross in stride. Oh, yeah, and then all of a sudden Ross or AJ Green's ankle shatters. They're out for the season, but the touchdown's cool. You know, one of those type plays. It's like, oh, AJ Green touchdown. He gets up hobbling. It's like, oh, I have to put him on short term IR. <laughs> the Bengals have they're putting someone on short term IR after this game well it's AJ over. Green yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, alright John this one Tampa minus uh, plus three and a half at New Orleans this is the 125 this is the other Fox game the other Fox game being Niners Cardinals uh, here's a stat this is the first time Tom Brady is not favored in a start since week 14 2014. So he's been favored in every start for over five years. That's an incredible stat. That game, they were three and a half point underdogs against the Packers, and they lost. They were actually underdogs a few times that year. Last year, remember, they were they were double. Did you 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 said I, I bet they were double digit favorites half the time. They were double digit favorites eight of their sixteen games last year, and it was in like New their England. worst team in five years. So Tom's an underdog in New Orleans this week. I just think on paper it's by far the best game of the weekend or Sunday or Monday. Uh, listen, I mean, for as cool as Belichick and Cam is, I'm much more excited to watch Tampa Bay play. Or, would you agree with that? Like just Not Tom even Brady, his new weapons, Gronk, Gronky Kong. But just I know Mike Evans banged up, but I, I just it's going to be a little weird. Like this. It does have a chance. Like no one's talking about this because I think they're going to be good. You probably you think they're going to be good. I think most people think they're going to be good. 
listen, man, I mean, it could it be Jordan Wizards? Like, could we look back in 20 years when you're sitting there, like, 55, like, your kid's high school graduation, be like, shit, remember when Tom Brady fucking played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Like, that, no one is mentioning that, really. Maybe they're talking about that in New England. Like, I hope... Yeah, I can't even do a Boston accent, but just ho- kind of hoping he hey, struggles. Sully, <laughs> what if it what if it doesn't go well, guy? I like New Orleans. I don't think it's going to go bad. I don't think it's going to look like Tom, uh, MJ. Well, even MJ was was he averaging twenty one? I, I think they'll be good though. Like this team is much. He's not relying on Kwame Brown here. Even if Gronk is thirty catches, like there's other weapons, and he's got Bruce Arians on his side. But I do but, like New but Orleans. But wouldn't MJ, like, if, if he had made the playoffs twice and, like, won a playoff series, I don't think the Wizards would be laughed at like it is, even though it's not really, like you said, he's better than... But if if Tom misses the playoffs both years, it'll be viewed as a major failure, right? Yes. Because one thing you know, if he stayed with New England, they would they might not be what they were, but they would still be good. They would still win games. They would still go to the playoffs. This He is taking a risk here. Yep. Right? He's risking... not His, his legacy is etched in stone. But there is just he's he's adding a narrative slash talking point to his legacy, right? That we can just talk about, which for the first time could kind of be negative. I guess he's had Deflategate, but even that. But that's not this. Yeah, that's this to me. He could add so much more than he could subtract here. He can add so much more, right? Like, wouldn't you say Montana added a little to his? Like, he took the Chiefs to the AFC Championship game, absolutely. And it was clear, like they got Montana and they were fucking good. Like the Tampa. Because you, you just said that stat. Five straight years, never been an underdog. Flip it. Tampa, 12 straight years, never made the playoffs. So it's not like, like the one thing with the Colts adding, uh, adding, adding Rivers, be like, oh, if they win, yeah, the Colts have been pretty good the last couple years, right? They had been good with luck. Like they, they had a pretty good infrastructure. This team was not very good. Now, granted, a huge part of it last year was Jameis, but still. Now, the one reason I would not bet on this to be Wizards is just uh, Arians has shown us like we've seen Arians like his his floor. You talk this a lot. His floor is fucking high. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I would say I'm He's confident a- that it's not going to be the that that this will be. I think they're a playoff if, team. If Tom Brady plays 16 games, it would be shocking for them not to be a, at minimum wild card. Right. Yep. There's just too because much Arians around. Just this is not. He doesn't yeah. have to. But I still like New Orleans this week. You. Uh, I kind of like Tampa, okay. but I, but again, I'm not basing it off what. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Um, if, if I was going to take the emotion out of it on Tampa Bay, you'd be crazy not to bet the Saints. Cohesion, their team's been together offensively and defensively. Their defensive coordinator, Dennis Allen, now it feels like there's been there a long time. They've drafted, they've all built around this kind of, this core group of young guys to go around Breeze. Sean Payton's kind of got his just swag back. The last couple years, right? They've been an, a big time team these last two or three years. They would be the smart, like emotion out, bet on the Saints. Uh, we don't need to talk about this game much. We've talked a lot about it, other than the line Arizona minus seven against the Niners. I think we both like the Niners to win, but we both like Arizona in the points. Yeah. Anything else on that before I get to Sunday night football? Yeah, I mean, it's just a guy. I just, my overall take, we've talked a million times about the Niners, but the Cardinals, man, I just think a lot of people are acting them like, like I can see it with Tampa, right? I can see like Pittsburgh turning it back around. Hell, I can see it with the Browns. They have so much talent. I just, uh, we have a resume on Kingsbury. I, I, I'll be, I'll be the most surprised guy if the Arizona Cardinals are in the playoffs. Of all the teams that like 
people are kind of picking out of nowhere, right? Like I just I, I can't see Cliff Kingsbury being an NFL coach in the playoffs this year. Yeah, I um I can see Kyler Murray being a star in the NFL though, and it might be that the quarterback makes up for the deficiencies of the coach. Uh, True. But I I'm not picking them in the playoffs this year either. Uh, and then Sunday night football. Like for for example, if you had a what's your do you think they're a 500 team? Would you think they're under 500? Yeah, I think they're a 7-9, 8-8 team. 7-9. Uh, is there a chance the NFC West doesn't have a team with a worse record than 7-9? Is there a chance that the worst record in the division 7-9? Is that what you're asking? Like 7-9, yeah. 9-7, 10-6, and 12-4? Do, and do you think they're... 7-9, I, I, just when I said 8-8 eight eight out loud, doesn't quite feel right because the division's so hard. But I'd, I'd probably go 6-10. Sunday night football. The Cowboys, this this line has hung pretty steady. They've been favored on the road against the Rams. I wonder if there was a crowd, would this be different than brand-new stadium? SoFi, the $5 billion. Remember, it got delayed like a year. There was torrential rains. There was like way more rain than L.A.'s ever been used to. I saw a tweet the other day. It was like, finally here, $5 billion, torrential rainstorms, and two deaths. But they did it. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't just... Two deaths like that. They have just, one of those. They have one of those elevator deaths. I might have been an elevator death. I don't remember. But you can't just add in like, oh, we overcame a lot. It's like no, you don't. You didn't overcome two deaths. Like those things yeah. just no. Happen. The elevator shaft crushed a guy. Remember that happened at Levi's. Remember the elevator remember. shaft yes. killed a guy. Do you think not? No Corona. 2020 had just been a normal year. It feels crazy even saying that out loud and think like it's not even possible. Right, it's like no. What we just witnessed. I guess there was an earthquake again in Walnut Creek last night. I didn't feel it. When, but you talking about Wednesday? Yeah, there was Wednesday afternoon. I think. Oh wow. Because uh, we felt one. One was that like Sunday? Wasn't there a little rumble? I don't remember what day it was, but yeah. It, it just feels like the guy. I don't know. There, you know, sometimes like there's a great white in this uh, in this ocean. It feels like there's a big quake just out there somewhere. I don't Some, know when. Somebody's just, hunting. Yeah. <laughs> keep your head on a swivel. If this was normal, would this stadium be rocking on Sunday night? Like, can you close your eyes and envision just SoFi, the Rams? The thing, or would there be a lot of Cowboys? There'd be fans a lot there? of Cowboy fans. You think it would be like? Would the takeaway be for like non Al Michaels and stuff calling it that would not say that it was like a fifty? I think split I think Cowboy I would fan? acknowledge it. By the way, you think it'd be a Cowboy like fifty fifty? They they practice in L.A. normally. Uh, the heart, uh, yeah. I mean, people spend a lot of money. Right, yeah. The unique thing, yeah. I, people are you there diehard Rams fans in L.A. No, it's a good. How many seats does the place have? I think I think it's like eighty. I, I think the Cowboys would be I, have a shitload yeah, of people. I think there. it'd be sixty forty. Cowboys, Rams. That's a lot, right? Forty percent. Yes, for for the opening night of your new building that you spent did $5 you see, billion dollars on? Did you see you can order out, like Jerry, the stuff that you order in the suite at Jerry World, you can order to be delivered at your house? Like the Cowboys well, are catering your home. Around Dallas? Your home football meal, yeah. But the prices are this are basically suite prices, so you can get like, you know. Chicken tenders pa- for $25? Yeah, but it's like. Two pounds of M&M's is like $65. You know what I mean? It's like all the stuff that you would pay for when it's in the suite. Like, oh, do you want the M&M bowl? Like, yeah. Well, that's going to show up as a $65 charge on your suite well, bill. Well, oh, you're saying if you are a suite holder. Well, I don't even know if it's a, if you're a suite holder. I'm just saying the price is why ours. Wouldn't I just go to, why wouldn't I just go to CVS and get a huge thing of peanut question. M&M's? I don't know. 
Now they, you know, maybe their chef is really good. They got you some bacon wrapped figs, but still, it's sweet prices. I'd say for the most part, in my stadium slash ballpark experience, there aren't many meals that if you went, would you want to order this at your house? I would say yes. Now I order that when I'm there, but well, I would say this. Jerry credit. I give Jerry credit. I'll take it one step further. I like a good food truck. You're out. It's right there. It's easy. But in tacos, probably I would eliminate from this because tacos. But there's like gourmet food trucks where it's just they are at a disadvantage. They're just not cooking with the same advantage they have when they got a full kitchen strength behind them. It's my point being, I love food trucks. I eat them, but they're not the same as the they're overrated. Like it's not. I wouldn't well, choose the food truck over the brick and mortar. It's just sometimes a cool experience. But you're walking I around. It's windy. It's dusty. You can't find a table. It's just not. I haven't seen many. I haven't seen many breakdowns of SoFi. I would venture to guess their culinary experience menu there is pretty outrageous, uh, yeah. right? <laughs> like, remember Jed's was like, oh, he's doing. I would imagine they flew by Jed of just the options from. Jamba juices to sushi to you name it. There's probably not many meals that you couldn't find at SoFi, right? If you're spending five billion dollars on a stadium, well, it's like Chase Center. Yeah, it'd be, but it's a much bigger venue, right? You just have more, right? More options to have vendors. Yeah, <laughs> it's which to me kind of sucks. Like the one shitty part about this season is there are two sweet looking stadiums. We'll talk about Vegas next week and this one. And you don't really get to fully experience it as a viewer on your couch of just like what it looks like and what it feels like. That being said, I kind of like the Rams plus three. I do too. I actually think the Rams are going to be, I think people act like they just stink. Like they, they're not maybe some Super Bowl favorite anymore, but they're still an eight, nine, 10 win range team. I think that they're going to be a team you want to Like I just want to watch them every week. I feel good about that. I think this is as much a part of. Wouldn't you say the same about the Cowboys though? Well, yeah, that's what I was about. I think this line is more about McCarthy, C.D. Lamb, Dak. This was the number one passing offense in the league last year without McCarthy. Zeke. I I mean, John, they drafted C.D. Lamb. Here we go, baby. C.D. Lamb. You know what I appreciate about Mike McCarthy? And we've talked a little bit about this before. Most times when guys do like a sabbatical year, take a year away, they come back and you're like, God, Bill. Did you lose 25 pounds? Did you, Bill, did you, have you been playing? God, where'd you get this tan? McCarthy is fatter than when he left. He got fatter when he came back than when he left. And so honestly, if I'm Jerry, I go, this guy didn't even flinch. He just kept grinding. And then remember, they were doing the things about him watching all the tape with all the fire coaches. One thing you'd say about Mike McCarthy, and I remember reading like this article on him years ago that like when he got his start, he was working at like Pitt as a GA, but they didn't pay. So he also had to be like the toll guy and he'd work from like, you know, 7 p.m. till three in the morning, get a little sleep and then go to coach football. He is a grinder. He, he's not really your new school Lincoln Riley, Kyle, Sean McVay. The pants are fitting tight. Like he makes a ton of money and it's made a lot of money, but he did not get into it for the fame or the money. Right. Right. He's like a football coach's coach. <laughs> and people forget just because. Time flies now, like two years ago, feels like 75 years ago. It was a pretty ugly breakup with the Green Bay. He got fired mid-season after he lost, remember, to Vance Joseph at home. And I think they called him up to the office like Sunday night because, remember, it was like an afternoon game. He got fired. Game. It was 
He hit a pretty low low. <laughs> After right? he'd been ugly for a couple of years, just with him and Aaron, it'd been weird at least, right? Yeah. So, I mean, is this... <laughs> It's weird because, like I said, he's not refreshed. Like he doesn't, he didn't go like get a Peloton and lose a bunch of weight and looks like a new human. He looks like a fatter version of the guy that we saw go through with the Packers. Who I'd imagine, like that guy, he's got, he's coming to try. The one reason I might not take the Rams is McCarthy's just going to be out for blood. Like is he, is he just going to swing everything he's got? Now Mike Nolan's his defensive coordinator. I don't like that. But we don't know anything about uh, the Rams' defensive coordinator, right? No, but at least he might be good. I know Mike Nolan's probably not good. Right? <laughs> at least with a brand new guy that you never heard of, he's like, well, he could be good. You know, Mike Nolan's like, yeah, he stinks. Yeah. All right. A lot of football talk here. On right? that note, we made it here. We all did it together, John. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. everybody. Thank we God appreciate speed. your effort. Peace. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.